0: Salut Tom, salut Steve. J'espère que vous avez un show génial. Vous me faites trop rire, les gars.
1: Yeah, welcome everybody to Masters of Pondication,
2: <laughs>
1: Welcome everybody to Masters of Pondication, I'm Tom Witham.
0: I'm Steve Piles, and I I swear I'm ready. I'm ready now. I'm ready to go.
1: I'm Throat Clearer McCleary Face. No, no, I am. Do you like how they uh, put the internet in charge of naming a boat, like some Norwegian Boaty face? -face. And then uh, I saw it, it was just like this year, there was like some horse racing or like some someplace that had a horse or whatever or maybe it was the giraffe i don't fucking remember no it was a, it was definitely a horse because i remember the answer was they put it out to the internet like hey internet what should we name this horse and like the very first comment was horsey mccorse face <laughs> <laughs>
0: like you know what to expect when you apply the internet for wisdom Plus, right. can i just say that i had a visual of a giraffe race when you were talking and i loved it
1: yeah I'd I'd go see some giraffe race, but what would be cool about the giraffe race is if there was like like a partition so you could only see the tops of their heads. <laughs>
0: you said it around,
1: yeah. So they'd have to wear like these colored hats with numbers on them, so you could know <laughs> who's is who's.
0: Yeah, the jockeys don't wear hats; just the giraffes. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, they but ch- they'd be they not give a shit about rabbits, right? Oh no, that's dog races. Never mind. Yeah, I
1: don't know what the horses chasing <laughs> the rabbit. What would what do you have? A carrot, like a bag of oats. <laughs> on a big thing, going real what fast.
0: Do, what do what do horses want? You put you put a big like Elmer's glue behind them, and they run <laughs> like hell.
1: Big, big inflatable Elmer's glue. You posed a pretty good question. Deep thoughts. What do horses want? <laughs> what do horses race for? They just want to be petted. They want some, it. They just want somebody to scoop their poop.
0: <laughs> strap on the oat bag. Mm, oats. They just they want a jockey that knows them and, and can work with them. You know. Their pelvises gyrate in sync with their rippling taut muscles. Yeah, that's what they want. They just want a mind meld. Sure, we'll call it that. <laughs> Melt something. Uh, dirty, dirty horses.
1: So I feel like we have to do something. Race we, a zebra.
0: What oh. do you think? What I was thinking? Let's race yeah. a zebra.
1: Let's race zebras. But then we could just put like a cheetah behind them. You want to see the fastest yeah, animal? You know what?
0: Right. You know what a, you know a zebra is running for?
1: Yeah. Uh no. We we have to do a shout out to the state okay. of New York. We have more listeners in New York than we have in the state of Maine right now.
0: Oh shit, that's cool. Actually, that's that makes us. Well, what's the domestic word for international? Domestic. <laughs> that makes us cross state <laughs> celebrity. Interstate. Interstate. We're interstate celebrities. Oh geez, international interstate. It works. It comes together. Yes.
1: <laughs> no, I was just looking at the uh, our I'm demographics. Not, I'm, only, I'm only half a
0: beer into. Goddamn, strap in. <laughs>
1: and uh man new york is we've got a ton of downloads so to all of those in new york uh we love you too
0: well the new yorkites have state have state have taste wow <laughs> state
1: state taste same letters i
0: couldn't get the word state before so i'm gonna run it to the ground now that's what we're doing oh new york i uh, might be going to sing it that's all i got
1: oh okay uh
0: start spreading the news that's all i I got
1: i might be coming down to a jets game in october
0: is benny gonna be there
1: But, but benny and the jets
0: you gotta you gotta
1: do the s and i gotta wear flamingo sunglasses oh that was oh man that was something that totally pissed me off about the lost audio from the pub night trivia the flamboyance no, the uh the fact that I described in detail what you were wearing for the listeners. Oh my
0: god. <laughs> yeah, that that kind of went complex if I remember right.
1: I'll see if I can dig that up, but uh he was wearing a uh traditional Japanese robe kimono. kimono yeah,
0: that's yeah, that's what it was. It
1: was embroidered <laughs> with Lee Greenwood's face in a thought bubble that <laughs> said, God bless the USA
0: <laughs> As the traditional Japanese are wont to do. And he
1: was wearing uh Pink flamingo sunglasses with no <laughs> lenses,
0: which was before we heard the whole flamboyance thing. Yeah. So it's almost like a psychic prediction.
1: And he was wearing a foam Pac Man hat that on both sides said Waka Waka. <laughs> uh, also, uh, yeah, I really want to try and find that because that was actually pretty fun. But I, uh, I described actually, in detail.
0: I think at one point when you left to use a bathroom, I started talking about some random crap. Like I would, I was hoping it would pop up when you're listening to it. Go, what the fuck? <laughs> like <laughs> how we had. Like we like, there's a bar fight breaking out. And we we're gonna have to, you know, be right back after a few minutes or something. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Too bad that audio sucks. Ah, that would have been cool. Uh, um, but anyway, thanks, New York.
0: New York, you rock. And I have been in New York City. If you count LaGuardia <laughs> as New York City and nothing else.
1: Well, I think they do.
0: Well, I didn't set foot outside, so technically yes, practically no.
1: Yeah, but if you don't go out the airlock, if you go up in the space shuttle, you're still in outer space. That's, good.
0: that's a good point. Technically, I we're all in outer space. We're floating I was through just, space right now.
1: I was just trying to come up with... I I no, no. I,
0: I reach you. I'm an astronaut. I could consider myself an astronaut right here, right now, because I'm floating through space.
1: I'm not an astronaut. I'm a spaceman. Uh-huh. Major Tom. Not just mm, Tom. That's right. <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm back in the bunker tonight. <clears throat> the last two episodes, so, previous episodes, I was not in the bunker.
0: I was on the lake. I know, and I got uh, Alyssa Milano on the background now to yes draw my focus Alyssa. again.
1: And I put our uh, our trophy from Pub Night Trivia third place. Ah, oh, yeah, up there, nice. right, right next to Alyssa's face.
0: She's like looking at it and smiling. She is. It's like actually would, in her mouth, like she would in real life. <laughs> I she's. I, like, a I think she good would. girl. Yeah.
1: Stop it. Anyway, that's Alyssa Milano back. Uh, I don't know. Is it creepy of me to have teenage Alyssa Milano pictures up?
0: No, because you were a teenager when you were into her. It's a nostalgia factor. <gasps> that is nostalgia. You see what I did there?
1: I do. I do see what you did there about the nostalgia. But before we get into nostalgia, mm. I wanted to talk about a couple things. Okay, hear me. I looked at prices today for DVDs online. Yes. And as you know, I have a little bit of a DVD collection going.
0: (laughs) A little bit, yes.
1: And my current fetish is looking for full series of uh, TV shows. Chips, uh, The Love Boat, um, (laughs) MacGyver, Cheers. You follow me?
0: So, like, all the things that are getting going to be remade pretty soon you want to get them on the ground floor (laughs) yes
1: because they all contain like extra feature discs and stuff like that that's the kind of shit i really dig
0: see that's an interesting thought because i always after talking to you i keep wondering because you know dvds you know the physical medium itself is going to disappear
1: yeah and that's actually what i
0: wanted to talk about is
1: i know that you and i are in two different camps completely me i don't um
0: hate the commentary i just don't seek it out no
1: i'm not talking about that i'm talking shit okay i'm talking about ownership oh
0: right right right
1: and i know that you have pretty much gone all friggin' buddha monk buddhist monk on me
0: (laughs) there are no possessions
1: no possessions so yeah you gave away a big box of dvds
0: yeah to you and
1: Rob. Rob and person. Rob, yes. Yeah. That's that's right. I, I, I did
0: take possession of that because somebody's going to be... And Blu-rays. There was Blu-rays too. Yeah. Somebody has to be the keeper of the medium. <laughs> Media. Well, I just came to a point where I realized I hadn't physically put a disc into a drive in probably two or three years, and they were just taking up space on my shelf. So I was like, okay, what? this is pointless. Just like CDs. I don't, I don't own a CD anymore. Seriously. I don't have a CD anywhere in my vicinity. Well,
1: that's where I kind of flip it because... I haven't bought a CD in almost three years. Well, I take that. I've I've probably bought a CD for some reason. But since I became a paying premium member of Spotify, Mm. I have not found the need to buy a CD. I have access to music at my fingertips, but it's weird because the DVDs that I do own are all from like, say, I don't know, in the first. I remember the first CD I bought. I just don't remember what it was, but I'm late '80s, early '90s until maybe 2013, 2014. Like I collected CDs just as much as I did DVDs. I had a huge bin, two hold bins, and actually, when my wife and I got married, we combined, you know, like you do, and she had CDs, I had CDs, and we now we've got this giant collection that we've digitized. We put it all into iTunes, so yeah. we have we have these physical discs that really mean nothing to us. They don't... I mean, other than the fact that we could go and sell them back to Bull Moose for five cents apiece.
0: Right, right. But... Um, it's like a memento.
1: Well, I'm... See, that's the thing. Is I'm of the mind that I want to have that physical copy. I don't know if it's because, like, when the bombs start dropping and I'm in my <laughs> bunker, if I want to listen to some... You know, Motley Crue, Girls, Girls, Girls. Pfft, I got that CD. I'll just throw it in. We'll listen I would to think
0: it. The, the better insurance plan for that would be like cassettes, though. <laughs> like that would be a little more hearty. you know, like they would survive better. Because CDs got scratched. I just, they were, I don't know.
1: Yeah. And you can rewind a cassette with a pencil, so.
0: Yeah. That or way you just, just listen continue. all the way through, flip it, listen all the way through. Mm-hmm. Through. <laughs> no, no, through. No, no, no.
1: I listen all the way through. All the way through. Yeah. That's how we do it. We get up on the roof <laughs> and we f- we fly only for a second, but we flew.
0: Did you ever see the boy who could fly? You just got to believe. Is that what it is? Yeah. I it's got to be kind of crazy and then believe you can do it and then boom, you can fly.
1: Well, the main point I was trying to make is ownership is really, it's going away. It's, they're totally and completely making us reliant on streaming surf- services. And I know, I know what you're going to say. There are other means, but it's almost like, well, let me put it this way. There's always going to be a way to watch a TV show, whether legal or illegal. On the gray market, you're going to be able to bring up an app that is going to make allow you to stream a TV show such as Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of stuff that might get lost, a lot of stuff that might get missed. If If they push the physical media out and make it so expensive or a collector's item, something that you don't really need to have because you can get the digital version. And that'll be fine. But if you want like this cool case with all these cool discs in it, like those are the types of things that are going to be expensive. <laughs> and some of these streaming services that are in the gray market that rely on people ripping a DVD or ripping a, a Blu-ray, you know, that that's <laughs> it's not going to be, I mean, it's kind of like one, one thing does the other.
0: That is, that's how the industry is going to get this last laugh is that's why Oh, yeah, that's a long game. You know, it's like, we're just going to phase out physical medium anyway, so you can't stream and file share something that you can't rip because there's nothing to rip. Right, unless uh,
1: unless they, I mean, they'll always be ahead of the game. They'll always be somebody that'll have a device or have a, a means of taking, like whether it's BitTorrent or whatever, they'll have a digital copy that they'll, you know, but I feel like the having digital copies come from the studio will be harder to put on these gray market streaming services. I guess that's where I'm coming from because (laughs) I'm not going to digital downloads, I guess, but,
0: and then stream, you know, share
1: those. Right. But that comes back to the ownership. I mean, if you pay for a downloaded uh, digital copy, Mm -hmm. they, I'm, I want to say are going to have measures in place where that's going to be harder for people to put up on a, uh, a streaming service that is less than legal. Right, right. So I don't know. I, I don't know if it's going to make things easier for people or harder for people. I just know that if you were to go to one of these services that would be like BitTorrent or Cody or, th- or things like that, when a movie comes out on Blu-ray, you're going to find a copy that is called Blu-ray rip and it's going to be in high definition. Yeah. If there aren't Blu-rays to rip, I mean that, that, HD video is going to have to come from somewhere. And if it's coming directly from the studio, who knows, maybe it's going to be more difficult to, to put somewhere (laughs) in streaming. They do it right now with game of Thrones. You know what I mean? Like it's not immediate. So somebody is taking the time on the gray market services, the gray market streaming services. They are taking the time to let the episode air. And then the day after you're able to watch it or shortly after you're able to watch it. It's not an immediate thing, so
0: it is like the morning after. That's how I do it. It's The morning after. So like air Sunday night, I watch it Monday morning by like five in the morning and up.
1: Yeah, yeah. Some but, of us just watch it as it airs.
2: Uh,
0: yeah, some of us are you know rolling a dough. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, this is there's increasingly little reason for me not to get like HBO uh, was it HBO now or something that's whatever's the go HBO card is it go or now like one I of don't. them is. I have you HBO have Go. It. So yeah, I think it would be HBO Now for me because I don't have an HBO subscription as is. Yeah. So I would have to get HBO Now, which is like just their app or whatever, their streaming service.
1: Yeah. Well, we have HBO Go and that gives us access to all of HBO's original content plus whatever you know, what other, whatever movie they have. You know, they have, I don't know, a couple hundred movies that they have in their library that are they're allowed yeah. to play. We have access to those and access to the original content, so.
0: Yeah, you're special. I got you. No, I know.
1: <laughs> well, you know, Game of Thrones is important to me because I've been there since the beginning.
0: <sighs> yeah, you're a hipster. <laughs> dirty, dirty hipster. And by Just beginning. It's like you were for Breaking Bad, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. Right from the get-go, you know, right out the
0: gate. Ground floor. You're probably one of those guys that got an early draft of the script for Breaking Bad and was reading that before the first episode even aired. Well, that
1: brings me to an interesting topic. When I talked to
0: Vince Gilligan on the phone, he told me all about this new show he was- <laughs> <laughs> You probably weren't there. You, didn't, you weren't in the know like I was, so you just have to trust me.
1: Uh, I have sinned. <gasps> Forgive me, for I have sinned. I am about to confess my sins. You looked at uh, this,
0: the leak stuff, didn't you?
1: I looked at next week's leaked or this actually tomorrow. This won't Uh, air this. We won't have this up for a while, so it'll be old news. mm. But uh, I looked at the summary. I didn't actually look at the script. I looked at somebody who else, somebody else that had read it. They did a summary and I read the summary. So I know what's going to happen tomorrow night (laughs) on Game of Thrones. Uh, Does it make you
0: happy knowing?
1: No. And that's what I'm, that's what the yes. point I'm trying to make is now that I know it, I don't want to know how is going to end. Yeah. So I, I am putting kind of myself on notice to not look up any more of these leaked scripts or anything like that. And I'm going to take it a step further for Star Wars. The guy that's directing Star Wars and uh, Mark Hamill have both, Ryan Johnson, I think is his name, and Mark Hamill have tweeted that if they were, if people were true Star Wars fans, they would avoid all marketing (laughs) for the movie. Oh my God. (laughs) Because apparently it's going to be huge. It's going, it's going to be a, you know, Luke, I'm your father type of shockwave. I'm telling you
0: right here, right now, female clone of Darth Vader. I'm saying it. I'm marking this down, man. It is. I think I've done this before. It is fucking August 12th, 2017. I'm calling it female clone of Darth Vader. Boom.
1: Well, uh, They have both, uh, the director and Mark Hamill have both recommended that if you're a real Star Wars fan and you want to be sitting in the theater and have that shockwave go through you organically to avoid any and all marketing that is going to come out. Not I'm not talking about leaks, I'm not talking about fan theories, I'm not talking about I'm right. talking about the stuff that Disney's going to put out with trailers and promotional photos and stuff like that. They recommend you stay away from it all.
0: See, now there's not a force in the planet that's going to stop people from watching a new trailer. But I could see people staying away from, you know, the insider magazine articles that are going to come out about it, you know, like an entertainment weekly or something like that, or even stuff like, um, I guess the story I heard is that a lot of the, uh, overseas marketing already yeah. has revealed something in that, you know, the, the title is the last Jedi and everybody's like, well, Jedi can be plural or singular. So is it both of them? Is it one of them? But the overseas marketing, the different languages have a distinct, there's a distinction between plural and singular Jedi, somehow, even though Jedi is a made up word, I don't know how it works. But the way it works is, yeah, it's plural. So already that's a bit of a spoiler that Jedi means plural more than one. Uh huh. Uh huh. So they could both be, Ray and Luke could both be the last of the Jedi. But whatever what does that mean? Means. <laughs> whatever that means. Yes. That's, like I said, you know who knows? Spoiler.
1: The horses know. And what the do horses. the horses think?
0: What do the horses say? What does the fox say? Heidi, 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 Ho.
1: Hmm. You don't disappoint. Uh, but I am going to do my best to avoid Star Wars. And I will try. I will <laughs> to you that I'll try not to watch a new trailer.
0: Oh, I'm going to watch a shit out of a new trailer. I'm not even going to pretend. <laughs> I'm going to have to have trust in the Disney powers that be that they're not going to completely spoil it within a trailer. Right. That like takes, That takes some high order dickity to do that.
1: <laughs> I mean, so like, oh, my God. Like what would be great is like at the end of the trailer, just. uh have Ray slicing off Luke's head with a lightsaber and it's just like <laughs> oh, there you go fuckers.
0: Now I'm the last <laughs> Shaddai. <laughs> I mean like I I, don't know, I probably haven't seen him in years and years but original trailers for Empire probably did not have you know Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father did he? Yeah. And they cut away. Like if you saw that you're like why is he bringing that up? That's I better killed his father. Everybody knows that. Yeah. What does that mean? You know that would be the high order first First order ticketude. Yeah. And they can't, they should not do that shit. That's bad shit. But bad know what they,
1: you know what they didn't have back then that they do have now? The interwebs? The internets and mm-hmm. assholes. <laughs> oh, asshole, they had
0: assholes. There's always been assholes.
1: Asshole fan theories that ruin <laughs> things for people. Uh, no, That that's a really good segue into what we're going to talk about today.
0: Oh, but I did have a point that you, I, uh, you were right about the ownership thing. Yeah. I was I was reading that software is going that direction too. In uh, that like the day might be coming where you don't buy Microsoft Word or even like Microsoft Office, you subscribe to it for 10 bucks yeah. a month.
1: Yeah, that day's already here. Is it? Yeah, I think that there are two ways to do it, but they are pushing like when I bought this laptop, I they pushed a Microsoft subscription to me heavily. Oh wow. Yeah. Looks like it's going to be Google Docs for me. Yeah, right. Exactly.
0: I mean, that's the thing. They're going to price themselves. They think they're indispensable. It's like, yeah, there's enough freeware out there that I don't need to pay ten bucks a month for something I'm going to use maybe once a month. For most people, like yeah. who most people, unless you're using it for your job, and even then, most jobs aren't going to use it more than a handful of times. So if they're going to be pricing themselves out of the market like a bunch of dumbasses. Yep,
1: yeah, those guys over at Microsoft—they don't know shit. Fucking Microsoft. A bunch of dummies that don't know how to make a dollar.
0: I know, right? Actually. <laughs> He'd be facetious, but they keep getting bitch slapped by other companies. But they have enough momentum behind them that they learn their lesson and fix it later, and can survive their mistakes. If they were a more of a startup company, as many missteps as they made, they'd probably be out of business Mm -hmm. with their Microsoft subscriptions and their Zooms and (coughs) bullshit like that.
1: Bunch of dummies.
0: Yeah, go Mac. (laughs) Did you ever watch Guardians of the Galaxy two? I've
1: watched like the first forty minutes of it.
0: There's a scene where somebody gets a zune because apparently that's what everybody on earth is uh is using that's the big thing on earth now Zooms. that's funny yeah
1: <laughs> just wait for the ipod it's gonna revolutionize i wish i had bought up all the apple stock i could back in 97 all right back before the ipod and iphone back when apple stock was like in the shitter they were like <laughs> crap
0: we got Macs. i remember were... the only people that ever used Macs were uh People doing like uh, digital multimedia stuff. Like, I had my my friends. all use Macs, and because they loved it for digital multimedia, but they didn't touch Macs if they wanted to actually play a game or do their homework or some shit like that on there.
1: Yeah, I had a Mac, not, and I didn't do much of that. But I also worked for a school district. Yeah, uh, the school district was all Apple
0: schools Shh. What in are the they? pocket of Steve Jobs,
1: Bill Gates. Uh, so today we're talking about nostalgia and how it distorts things or doesn't distort it depending on your viewpoint that's what we're going to talk about right
0: yeah there's an argument to be made either way but definitely at the very least it's going to distort some things i would say yeah
1: well there are some movies that are absolute classics that are immune to uh time and there are some themes in some of the movies and television shows from back way back when but a lot of stuff just Simple things like technology has blown a lot of that stuff out of the waters. Just as an example, um, a movie that kind of doesn't get affected too much from time is Jaws. Right. I mean, if they made Jaws today, which they've made a handful of Jawses now, which, Jaws by any other name type of thing. Yeah, but I mean, if there weren't, if there hadn't been any Jawses until now, or today's technology existed back then and we get jaws we're getting a digital jaws
0: yeah absolutely um i mean you watch jaws now and i think it holds up but it's painfully obvious especially in some scenes that the things of you know animatronic plaster prop yeah honestly especially towards the end when they really start showing it
1: yeah but it holds up because it's a scary fucking movie (laughs) right
0: it's a psychological thing more than anything else and it works. <clears throat> I always go back to personally speaking the thing the original like well, I said yep. I guess the John carpenter's the thing with uh, Kurt Russell yep that was psychologically to this day a a thriller that like none other like it, you sit there and you can feel the creeping paranoia of all the characters mm-hmm. just ramping up throughout the movie like who can I trust right and, and you don't see it from anyone's perspective so you can't even say you can as an audience remember watching this, you can't even say you trust who's ostensibly the main character, you know, uh, McCready or whatever, Kurt Russell's character. Kurt Russell. You, you can't even say that you trust that he is a monster because we don't, we're not privy to everything. So the whole thing is a psychological fuck game. And for its time, the effects were amazing. The claymation, the stop ad, the stop motion animation were top notch. The animatronics, the, uh, the the movie magic gore stuff that they always do, you know, that was used to be a huge industry all of its own that was just the best in the world yeah for its time you watch it again i still love watching that movie but it's so uh, it's so obvious where you know the live action stops and the claymation begins you know Mm -hmm. it's not seamless whatsoever so So, so
1: do you have any what's your best example of a movie that holds up over time it's it would have to be i don't know i was gonna say something like breakfast club but i mean that that wouldn't be the case either
0: no i could Personally attest to that. <laughs> At least the message not holding up over time. I've said this before. Watching Breakfast Club as an adult, I'm sitting there like a bunch of whiny little brats. You think your parents got any better than you? Fucking, oh, adults are the worst in the world and they pigeonhole us and they don't let's us be us. Yeah, <laughs> screw you. In ten years you're all gonna be graduated and living the exact same lives that you hate that you, that you know, you hate that your parents are living right now. Yeah. Fuck you, every single one of you kids.
1: <laughs> for anybody that doesn't know, Steve watched The Breakfast Club for the first time recently as an adult yeah like so, i think i was like 35 or something he wasn't uh charmed i, by... I did not
0: have the nostalgia to carry me i didn't have any stitch stitch right. it
1: and that's exactly what i'm talking about right now that is exactly like watching old movies and you remove that nostalgic lens what are you left with i mean there are some things that just i mean movies that wouldn't even hold water now because their cell phones
0: oh yeah <laughs> you know not even yeah if you update the plot and try to remake it you would have to really rework the plot because of cell phone right and that like horror movies
1: a, horror, a lot of horror movies would you know and there are ways there are workarounds for oh your cell phone got ruined because it fell in a mud puddle or you know the <laughs> there's battery a
2: storm <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but as i was kind of looking at things for uh to kind of talk about today As far as nostalgia and old movies. And I started thinking about, like, what's an old movie? (laughs) Because my decade, my decade's the 80s. Oh, yeah. Like anything 80s, I love it to death. It's, you know, a lot of things are hitting like the 35 year mark and those types of things. Um, But uh, then I started looking at movies like Twister and Mm -hmm. Mission Impossible. Those those are old movies. I mean,
0: Jurassic Park is an old movie. 30 years ago is 1987, so even 25 years ago is 1992, right? So, yeah. holy crap, you're right, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, in those movies were pretty good. Twister is a great movie, really good movie, and it's still poignant. I mean, we what do we know about Tornadoes now that we didn't back then that's, like, for the, mass, the masses?
0: Yeah, the sense of awe that they have when they talk about the different, you know, F1, F5 and all that stuff and... There's a how? TV
1: show, a storm-chasing TV show. I mean, it's still yeah. something that is, like, it's big. The awe the, I mean, the, they life. felt
0: for tornadoes is we haven't conquered tornado, so it's still relevant to that, you know. Right. A, what is it? The F5 was the biggest one. If that comes down on your hometown, you're fucked. It's yeah. not like 25 years later, we learn how to disperse a giant hurricane, <laughs> you know. You know how
1: we get rid of tornadoes? Cows. Nuclear bombs. That's what you do.
0: That seems about right. You could, you could drop a nuke in the middle, and the heat it, would...
1: Yeah, it would disperse the tornado and Stabilize
0: the pressure so you wouldn't yeah. have the whole low-pressure, high-pressure system.
1: I can't believe they haven't thought about this. I'm going to make a yeah, call.
0: nuke a tornado. Low-yield nuke, so it's not that bad.
1: Right, but I mean, still, that would be a hell of an explosion. That would be awesome.
0: The EPA needs to know about it. Wait, EPA's in charge of killing tornadoes, right? i pretty EPA, sure.
1: They're in charge of killing something. <laughs> I don't know what... It, but uh, Tornadoes. Anyway, you know, you go back and you look at a movie like The Terminator... And the practical effects that are in, like that's a great movie, nostalgic wise. And it might not hold up completely because of some of the practical effects. But I mean, if you remove those practical effects, it's still a straight up, you know, one woman being chased by a future robot. That's that's a good movie. That's a good plot. You could make that movie right
0: now. Well, yeah, you could not. You could make that movie. But when they try to make that movie, it comes out like. Did you ever see Genesis, the latest one? No, it was a convoluted. Heard of a movie, right? So, great, it made no goddamn sense when you said you're sitting there and you need a flow chart to try to figure out what the hell is supposed to be going on. So, this because, is because go ahead. Well, because they're trying to recapture that original Terminator, they thought we we're going to make this movie and we're going to clean up the continuity, streamline everything. And they ended up making it just a huge, gigantic, troubled mess because they, yeah. they tried to bring it back to the original and it didn't work at all.
1: We could raise the debate again about remakes and the validity oh, yeah. of remakes because I feel like there are some things that are untouchable and some things that you could remake. Um, I still haven't seen the new remake of Robocop. I have
0: to See, admit, that I was that. pretty lackluster too. It, it took every bit of charm the original Robocop had. They, they said. Basically, somebody sat down and said, people like RoboCop. Why do they like RoboCop? He um, was a guy that turned to a robot and shot a lot of people. Okay, let's do that again. <laughs> and they took every little bit of charm that the original RoboCop had away from it. Yeah. I watched they the quote, new- But we'll make it like big special effects, and he'll be a real super robot warrior with like holographic imaging and all kinds of- Nah, it took everything that the original RoboCop was. And tossed out the window. I mean, look look, look at Robocop objectively. This is a guy that walked around. Yeah, you couldn't really shoot him. Not really. But he was slow. He was just like Kr! you could hear him coming a mile away. It was very this was not like super sleek sci-fi. What was cool about it was the idea that this guy was gonna be walking to a factory, shoot the shit off every drug dealer in there, not get touched. Well, at the same time, these ridiculous one-liners and quips and one-off jokes were like just flying <laughs> all around the entire yeah. thing. That was the greatest.
2: Yeah.
1: So, but I I did see the remake of Total Recall, and I liked that. <sighs> I,
0: I mean, wasn't that big a fan of that either.
1: I guess I should say it didn't rot, but there were some things in it that I I did enjoy.
0: I mean, it it kind of like it, it updated the sci-fi ideas. Like the handphone thing was kind of yeah, cool. The handphone and... was really cool. They changed that you know they weren't going to Mars they were what tunneling between the Earth between yeah. through the Earth something like, I guess which is I guess closer to the original story I don't know but it lost its charm I like you I'm like a child of the '80s so Schwarzenegger's hammy you know one line filled one liner filled uh just over the top bloodfest had their own charm where the sleek new sci-fi stuff is cool for what it is but when they're trying to say this is the new Total Recall it's like, no, this is nothing like why I like Total Recall. You know, I'm not getting the Quato or whatever going, ah, start the reactor. Or he's like squirming on that guy's stomach. And I mean, they had to throw a three-titted hooker in there. Yeah, just I was because. just
1: about to say there was a chick with three tits. So, But they
0: did that just because they knew that's what people wanted to see. Because right. those moments, those organically original moments from the original movie were so charming. Like who's not charmed by three tits on a woman? I mean, come on. <laughs> but but they it's just not two it, it's it's, it's labor. Yes. yes. If two's good, three's better. Definitely. But uh <laughs> but uh it's labored when they try to recreate it in a new in the in the remake. It's it's like, see this is to remind you that you like the original. We put this in here too.
2: Ha
1: ah. but yeah. and I don't know. It's just I don't totally I can make an argument about remakes where remakes should at least be considered, of course, they should be vetted and not just th- thrown together and put up because, you know, all those people that loved it before are now old enough to go see it again and love it again and spend the money on it again. Like all those people that paid $3 to see it in the theater way back when are now going to pay you know $13 to see it in the theater. Yeah, exactly. because, because all we did was we took like a part of the plot and slapped some cool effects on it and then we kind to of show it to them with some, you know, nostalgia dumps in it and everybody will be happy. They'll go home happy. It's it's almost like they don't listen because everything's getting remade. Like I don't have it right in front of me, but I guarantee I could pick up my phone and Google like 2018 remakes. Oh and yeah. I, I'd probably get at least a half dozen movies from the eighties and nineties that are getting remade. Everything gets the remake treatment. I mean, horror like Amityville, how many times have they remade that? They've remade that like three oh, times. Oh my god.
0: Between remakes and sequels, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah.
1: And um oh, what's another what's another Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Halloween? Um
0: uh, Friday the thirteenth.
1: Yeah. It, it's it's like and I can see like, you take a premise like Friday the 13th, and you're like, that's cool. I want to do that again. There's a there's a, an original way to copy it. You, you like, could, yeah. there, it would be better to pluck the best pieces out of the script and put it in a new original movie with updated technology. Because, I mean, Friday the 13th gets ruined with cell phones. Or, <laughs> you know, like, you could m- now make it so Jason Voorhees drowned because two teens were, like, Snapchatting.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, yeah.
1: And now he's going to come back and kill
0: everybody that's got a Facebook account. Man. They're too busy I, organizing a I, campus, you know, uh, protest or something like that. <laughs> you know, make it relevant for today. Well, th- now, there is a risk, though. and Maybe I was in gracious for years, but did you ever see House of a Thousand Corpses? Yes. I saw that, and I remember distinctly at the time, once I walked out of there thinking, Okay, Rob Zombie just ripped off Texas Chains- Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Where he didn't try to hide it. He he said it's an homage to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He took the same basic plots, stupid teenagers go simple across a family that's of, of rednecks that are uh, you know psycho and they have a bunch of hid king psycho that chases them down. Girl survives to the end, makes it out, gets in the car, and it's whatever. i, I was sitting there like, okay, it's a it's just a rip-off of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but as time goes on, I have to look back on that, and I'm not going to sit there and say it's a tour de force, you know, broke the mold kind of movie, but he did take an old idea and do something with it different. Instead of just remaking Texas Chainsaw Massacre, he he remixed it, I guess you could say. Yeah,
1: he, he took some of the things that he liked from one and made another. Right,
0: put his own spin on it. Now, having said that, he did remake Halloween, and... Frankly, I did like that remake. Yeah, I actually enjoyed that remake.
1: Yeah, I think done right, it, it could be good. Let me. I I've just pulled up a list. Yeah, <laughs> I've just pulled up a list of 135 between now and 2022. These are the movies that are going to be remade. Some of them are already in post production, ready for release. Uh, Pet Cemetery,
0: mm-hmm. The Crow. Oh, that kills me. The first Crow is perfect. You do not need to remake that. Oh, you can watch right. that two days and get every every bit of enjoyment out of that as you did. Agreed. Uh,
1: Dirty Dancing, gonna the bomb never, the never ending Story. Gonna bomb War Games.
0: Okay, that probably okay. <laughs> I mean, I got it's got a warm place in my heart, but it's not. It wasn't one of those wide cultural touchstones, right?
1: And really, two what's people- hotter? What's hotter right now than a hacker breaking into the, you know, database yeah, exactly. to get into a nuclear code? Yeah, that's... that's Is he going to get now. a... And I can,
0: say, I can tell you right now, it's not going to be he wins because he gets a thing to play tic-tac-toe against himself. There's no <laughs> way. It's not going to happen.
1: Spoiler alert. Uh, time Bandits.
0: Oh, no! No! Yeah. Can you! imagine? You. Oh, my um, God. Start Peter Dinklage, it better be.
1: American Psycho. Yeah, no, this just, can't be right. This, this is going to be a bad list because I see number 17 is commando.
0: No, I could see that. God damn it. I could see that. Like I said, it's one of the lesser known. It's once we had a warm place in you know, my heart, especially like your heart, Rob's heart. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's one of the lesser known Schwarzenegger films. I could see that totally get a remake. Yeah. If like, I could see that getting a remake, which Schwarzenegger doing a cameo.
1: <laughs> uh, Death wish actually has a release date this November. Yeah, uh, I can see that too. Highlander.
0: Oh, come on, Highlander is awesome. You can't remake that shit.
1: Romancing the Stone. Scarface has a release date. 2018.
0: That one is going to have fucking riots if they try to remake Scarface. It's it's got a release date for. I, I know, but the rappers love that thing so much, and all their devotees are going to burn oh. down theaters.
1: Well, maybe they'll update it to have nothing but rappers in it.
0: Yeah, there you go. That's actually probably right. Yeah. It's probably gonna up a couple of rap up you know black yeah. scarves or something like that
1: short circuit
0: oh that hurts me
1: the bodyguard flight of the navigator jumanji which comes out in december weird science hmm. van helsing
0: what yeah why be okay ben helsing was not that great a movie to begin with why remake it why bother
1: this one actually i'm very curious about the black hole do you remember yeah. that movie
0: yeah, I saw it like once or twice.
1: Yeah, way back. It was like a 1981. But that was
0: like a very low-action thinker type of movie. It was not...
1: It was. It was really on the... Trying to cash in on the Star Wars bandwagon, but... Uh, untitled Daredevil Reboot. There
0: you go. Wait, oh. Daredevil? <laughs> Netflix already yeah. is the right to that. Well, isn't uh, it? Well, not, maybe they?
1: not the one with Ben Affleck. Uh, <laughs> this one I actually saw. This comes out in September. I watched the trailer for it. And I was thoroughly intrigued. Flatliners.
0: That does sound familiar. It but I'll was... say this: not happy because I actually really like the original Flatliners too. Yeah, but I, this
1: one, the go watch the preview. The, at the very least, these people making the trailers for the remakes do a fantastic job to oh, draw I people did. in.
0: Isn't the protagonist a woman this yes. time around? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. I do remember seeing a. Yeah. A trailer for that.
1: Uh, Logan's Run. I never saw that one. Police Academy.
0: Ugh. Steve Gutenberg better do a cameo, just so you know they could try to feed him, and mm. he can uh, pay rent for a month.
1: Tomb Raider getting a that yeah. already has a release date. Uh, Those were not
0: good movies either. So I can see that giving another shot.
1: Cliffhanger.
0: Cliffhanger. Come on, Cliffhanger was badass. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, Chopping Mall. Oh my God. Has anybody that is listening right now, if you've seen Chopping Mall, raise your hand. Okay. Good. That's very few of you. Uh, (laughs) Chopping mall. If you'll remember, I'm going to describe the VHS cover. It was always on the top shelf at the video store because it was, wait, wait, wait.
0: now you're saying chopping mall with a CH
1: chopping mall instead of shopping mall, chopping mall. And it was like a head in a shopping bag that was bleeding. And there were all kinds of like weird shit. I, I don't, I want to say that the person holding the bag had an ax in their hand, but it was, well, of course, but it was, that's not what it was about. It was about, Security robots shooting lasers at people that were trapped inside a mall.
0: <laughs> so, oh my God, it's Westworld. Yeah, it in is. Mall.
1: Yeah, it was these like R two D two type like security bots that were in the <laughs> mall that went haywire, and the mall had closed, and these teenagers thought they were going to be cool and stay in the mall overnight because they hid. Yeah, and then uh, these things came to life and started zapping the fuck out of them. So,
0: see, I want to say that sounds familiar, but teenagers being trapped in a mall and or a store or something like that. After Hours and Things Going Bad was, like, every third movie in the 80s, so... Yeah.
1: Hellraiser.
0: Ugh, no. Why do you have to redo that?
2: Just no.
0: Spawn. See, now, I feel like a hypocrite, though, because watching the previews for the new it, uh, remake of It actually has me kind of intrigued. I'm and intrigued. I think I will go and see that.
1: Uh, here's one, the an origin story that has a release date this October, and I am ashamed to tell you that this is catching me off guard. I have not heard a thing about this where I usually keep my nose to the grindstone here Leatherface an origin story.
0: They've already done that though that's so that's a total remake they've They've had a movie called Leatherface,
1: yeah, so but I didn't know this was coming out. This is this October it's coming out,
0: huh, yeah, I haven't heard anything about that either.
1: Big Trouble, Little China. I've heard that rumored.
0: Yes, I have heard that. And there's a part of me that's like, fuck that. And there's a part of me that's like, well, if they they could take the name and do a completely different plot. I mean, they've done that with some remakes. Like Karate Kid. I never saw the new Karate Kid. But it, all it was was an old Asian guy teaches a young American kid how to do martial arts. It wasn't even Karate. It's Kung Fu. Yeah. And that was it. That's the only similarity. So they could do that. They could take the name and the basic concept and make a completely different movie out of it. Yeah. So I guess in big trouble, in China might not have guys ballooning up into, you know, sure. Raid ins or whatever you want to call them. And you know, all that stuff.
1: So here's one that I'm going to say, and it's going to, i it kind of goes into what I was talking about earlier, where I was looking at movies of old and then looking at newer movies, thinking, Oh, those are new movies. And then I saw the year they were released. Um, this one's actually, looks like it's already got a release date <laughs> scheduled for 2019, so at the least, it's in pre-production. Charlie's Angels. Again? Yeah. So you're like, oh, wow, Charlie's Angels? That wasn't that long ago. No, actually, Charlie's Angels was a long time ago. What? Let me see... Um,
0: that was no more than 12 years ago? At the most. 10 years ago? 2000. It was 17 years ago. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. So that, It's depressing at many levels right now. Okay, so...
1: That's exactly what I'm talking about. Charlie's Angels, and you think, oh, that wasn't that long ago. No, that was 17 fucking years ago.
0: So a whole new generation of kids probably is vaguely aware of that version of Charlie's Angels. Let alone the 70s version of Charlie's Angels. Right,
1: right. So that's getting a reboot. Uh, The Entity. I
0: think that could be updated. That's about a ghost raping Yeah, yeah. I remember watching that. There was like, there was actually a scene where the woman got her Okay, pervert quarter time. Uh, yeah. the water, the woman got her shirt ripped off and you could see and I still don't know how they did this. You could see like the invisible demon ghost thing was yeah. like fondling her and you could see like yeah. the like the, the fingers moving like they did it, was, it,
1: with, they did it with air. Oh trust, okay. me. trust me, I looked it up.
0: <laughs> I'll bet.
1: Yeah. Uh, but I remember
0: watching that going, Wow, what how do they do that? That's kind of-
1: And then you were like boobs.
0: <laughs> Anyways, boobs, yes. Yeah.
1: Uh, The Fugitive.
0: Uh, yeah, I can see that.
1: How old do you think that movie is?
0: That's gotta be like 20, jeez, that's gotta be like 27, Yeah, maybe 25, 92-ish, right? 1993.
1: 93, okay. So that's ripe for a reboot. Yeah. Uh, The, the Grudge.
0: <sighs> they've already done a bunch of those. It's it's gonna be like that new Ring movie. It's gonna be flash in the pan, nobody's gonna care.
2: <gasps>
1: the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen.
0: Uh, if If they actually do it justice, that could be a great movie but they never do Alan Moore movies justice ever. I am or ashamed. Alan Moore adaptation.
1: I am ashamed to tell you what movie just came up as getting a re- remake. <clears throat> memento.
0: No, fuck you. <laughs> I w- I will burn down the theater. I will find whatever <laughs> theaters in my area doing that. I will burn it down. Why? I'm going to send anonymous letters to the theater. Like you will not show memento. If you do, you know, cutting the letters out of magazines and all that good stuff. That's totally what I'm going to do. I will burn down your theater. If you, if you air this movie, because that's a classic that should never... It's like, you should never remake that. You should never remake Inception. You know, you should never remake...
1: There's no point. There's no point to remake that movie. There's nothing
0: in it. No, it's far. perfect like it is. There's no There's no new statement to make. I bet you the remake's going to have like a fucking... Oh, he found a therapy to cure his memory problem. Now he's going to... And his wife lived after all. They're going to live happily ever after. That's going to be the new remake. Yeah.
1: Well, there's a there's a good possibility that some of these don't even see the light of day. I'll tell you one that I I can already confirm that I've heard is not going to happen. It still might, but there's been a lot of resistance. Is Hellboy?
0: Oh wait, I just remember. Sorry, not to cut, not to backtrack, but the Memento thing. I do remember hearing about that, and the whole deal was, if I'm not mistaken, something like the movie, it's like somebody bought. Bought out the studio that owned the rights of Memento, and now it has to like make a movie out of it if they want to retain the rights. So it's not so much that they're like, we have a new statement, we have a new artistic vision of Memento. It's more like, we want to retain the rights of Memento, so we're going to throw together this movie so we can do that. It's a whole kind money grab thing.
1: Kind of like they've had to do with Spider-Man and X-Men. They, well, like they the original
0: have- Fantastic Four movie. Not the one with Chris Evans, like the original crappy one back in the 90s, which is like a burning joke among like, comic book conventions and stuff. It's like Roger Corbin's <laughs> Fantastic Four or some crap like that. They did it just so that studio could retain the rights to it. They just threw together some crap. It's a whole just legalese thing.
1: Yeah, which sucks. Yeah. But now that we've gone down remake corner, remake lane, remake avenue. Um...
0: Remake sewer. <laughs> yeah, remake
1: sewer. <laughs> the point is, is there's a... It's a bunch of movies that we watch looking through a nostalgic lens.
0: So I got to ask you. Yeah. Is there a movie that you hold on the highest of pedestals, but in the deepest, darkest, most objective part of you, you're like, if I watch this for the first time today, I would think it's probably crap.
1: Yeah. um, Like I hesitate to say Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: See, now for me, that's an example of one that actually kind of holds up. Like the the effects are not awesome but for its time it's great and it's not so dated
1: well that it's completely ridiculous the that that whole thing falls apart when i explain it this way so much of what i know and expect from movies today are the direct result of what they invented with star wars Mm. so cinema would probably be a lot different maybe not completely different but cinema would be a lot different today and what I expect from movies would be different today had Star Wars not existed. So right. I think that's just a, a complete hypothetical stretch. Um, something that really didn't reinvent the wheel, but I hold to the highest regard that wouldn't be good today. Um, I'm trying to think, and a lot of the stuff that I like from the 80s mm-hmm. really kind of just holds up. Like Stuff like The Money Pit, um, Secret of My Success, uh, yeah. Clue. Clue is one of my all-time favorite oh, movies. Oh yeah. That was and, another
0: one, like Breakfast Clue that I had I did not it was one of my homework assignments. Yeah. Hadn't watched that in its entirety ever until I was in my mid-thirties. And I laughed. I laughed a lot. That was a funny movie. Yeah.
1: That but it was that was also a period film, so that gets a pass a little bit. <laughs> Just like Star Wars gets a pass. We talked about it last week with the uh a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Right, that, right. That gave George Lucas Like the green light to do whatever bonkers shit he wanted to, you know he could do and say whatever he wanted to. Like we can have these antique weapons that are futuristic, you know these these blasters that look like like they'd be in a garage sale a million years from now. Sorry, (laughs) and uh, (laughs) uh, so that's how Star Wars gets a pass. Um, some of the more goofball humor, like Animal House and stuff like that. You know, what?
0: see, Annabelle House is houses, a sex romp, though, and sex romps are universal. Really? Like, I, I still yeah. say 20 years from now, American Pie is going to be funny for audiences. Well,
1: I'm just I'm trying to think of people's sense of humor now.
0: Well, I, I could tell you my example, which falls right into this category. Yeah. And I hate myself for saying this, but to be intellectually honest, which is what I strive to be. Uh huh. My highest goal in life is intellectual honesty.
1: Here at the Masters of Profundication, <laughs> nothing but intellectually honest. That's
0: right. Intellectually superior because we're intellectually honest. Yeah. Yeah. That is not arrogant at all, right? No, anyways, space balls. Oh, I hate to yeah. say
1: it. No, and this is what I'm coming at you with, Animal House, because I'm sure a lot of people just shrieked and fucking shut off the podcast because I said Animal House wouldn't hold up. <laughs> it was a completely different style of humor back then. The, yeah. the just potty mouth garbage jokes like titties and, you know, just Caddyshack, even Caddyshack. Porky's. Yeah, Porky's. I look back on Caddyshack. I can quote the movie. I think the lines are funny as hell there's a lot of the stuff that does hold up in that movie. But in reality, the style of humor would not pass nowadays. Like that, oh, it's a
0: distinctly eighties style of humor that there was late seventies right. to mid eighties had a very, almost like a Chevy chase. Yeah, exactly. Humor, like, even, if, maybe, even not a, a non Chevy chase movie would have a, that right. kind of style of humor. Right. And it was like Saturday night
1: live at the time was kind of honing in on this style of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, the Great Outdoors, which I heard is getting a remake. Yes, I've heard that, um, too. Yeah. Like, that style of humor, like, even some of the lines, some of the jokes, some of those types of things, just nowadays, you'd go to the movie theater, and you'd be like, yawn, you know?
0: You know what's funny about that? Um, something like The Great Outdoors, or even, like, planes, Trains, and Automobiles, or Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I loved when I was a kid and watched that. But something that you would put in the same category for like modern times, even though it's I'm dating myself by saying modern times, would be like the whole nine yards or Meet yeah. the Parents. Did not do it for me for the most part at all. See, I,
1: I did. I the whole nine yards is one of my all-time favorite movies, and I think that I didn't was... hate it, but
0: I did not. I was I didn't walk out of going that was really great. I was like, yeah, it was fine. I yeah,
1: know. no, I I did like that, but I think in 2017. You go to a funny movie in the movie theater and you're expecting to see jokes from Will Ferrell and yeah. uh TJ Miller, you know, that style of humor that honestly will be out of date in another twenty years. I mean oh, yeah. uh Weatherman, you know, I don't I can't really name that style of humor. Um not Weatherman, Anchorman. Yeah, yeah I was gonna I, was like, I, okay, I saw the puzzled look on your face. <laughs> I'm like, I said Weatherman, didn't I? Uh Anchorman Um, that style of humor will be passé.
0: But that's yeah, that's complete off the cuff improv. But it worked because you had a. It was like a troupe. It's like you got a group of buddies together that knew how to play off each other, and they did that. And you're right. I think that is going to be a phase. That's going to be something that will pass in favor of I don't even know what like ironic, cynical. (laughs) I I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't even tell you. Yeah. Instead of just goofball. Yeah, just instead of goofball, you know, off the cuff, improv type of humor. It's going to come into like weird sarcastic, corrected, but cynical and jaded. I don't know. I I could maybe that's my prediction that's way off, but I
1: I weep for the future if that's case.
0: Yeah, I know. I just keep going back to some of the younger comedians I see that pop up movies and they say stuff that's supposed to be hilarious. I'm like, I don't, I don't get where you're coming from. This is not my sensibilities. Yeah. But that's, that's, I mean, that's a generational thing. Every generation looks at the one that's following it going, what the fuck are you thinking? Yeah.
1: So you're watching that movie and then the kids are being too loud outside. So you open your window and you yell at the kids to get off your lawn. (laughs) I'm trying to
0: understand your humor here. What the fuck's wrong with you kids? Get a job. I'm working hard here. I'm trying to understand you. Now you better understand me. Get the fuck off my lawn. Get a haircut. (laughs) Grow some hair. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah. Yeah. Spaceballs. What I said, when you look at the humor of that, and I hate to say this, this is like blasphemy of my part, but maybe even the bulk of Mel Brooks's work, it's very obvious, very unsubtle, unsophisticated zingers and one liners. That is almost juvenile. Not juvenile as in like potty humor, but juvenile is in yeah, just very simplistic.
1: I I have to defend Young Frankenstein because that is such a slow burn with that that same style of humor that you find in Spaceballs. That's juvenile. It's in Young Frankenstein, but bless you, the uh, bless you again, Kazunai. Yeah, go. go. God bless you.
0: You're nice. so good looking. <laughs> That's a Simpsons
1: reference. That's a Seinfeld reference. Oh, gee. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I'm just trying hard because I can tell the look on your face when you whip <laughs> out a reference in nine times <laughs> out of
0: ten. You got it? You got it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> nine times out of ten, it's a Simpsons reference.
0: Simpsons is pretty safe, yes.
1: Um, but, okay, so let's, let's look at it this way. The 80s had their own brand of humor, which was a little bit slapstick, a little bit um, crude. I want to say it was crude humor.
0: Crude, yeah. Very sexualized.
1: Yeah, sexualized fart jokes, I guess is the best way to put
0: it. (laughs) There you go. That's a great way to put it. Sexualized fart jokes.
1: Uh, The 90s, I want to say, I don't know how to describe the humor, but a lot of it was relationship.
0: Yeah. Like friends. um, For every stand up comedian that you heard say a bit about what was, you know, what what his girlfriend did that he didn't understand, they made a movie about that bit. Yeah. So that that humor i think kind of
1: formed what we have now a little bit with um continuity like there was a lot of continuity mm-hmm. humor where you had to understand you didn't have to but it helped to understand one joke and then <laughs> the next joke coming that was going to like know, running gags and running callbacks. gags that yeah. that was probably yeah that's exactly the way to put it running running gags and callbacks i think that that was the 90s and I think that was dictated almost entirely by Jerry Seinfeld. Oh and, yeah. And uh oh,
0: like trademarks, quips, stuff that would pop up again. Yeah. You know, George's uh Art Vandalay kept popping up randomly <laughs> throughout the thing. You know, just oh Art Vandalay again. Gotcha. And it yeah. was funny. Though. I mean I, I sound like I'm poo-pooing it, but every time you saw it, you're like, ha, Art Vandalay. Yeah. So much so that in the last episode of Seinfeld, the judge that was trying their case was named Arthur Vandelay. And they're like, ah, ah look, see? Ah. <laughs> You know, Newman coming in and goes, Newman. You know, it was a running gag. It was all running gags and callbacks.
1: Yeah. And that was the 90s. That sums up the 90s. And I don't know what the odds
0: had. What kind, what would you... I feel like the odds were, I, I, this is part of what I want to get into later when we talk about music, but I feel like starting in 2000, I don't know. I can't pigeonhole a goddamn thing. I'd like I, everything with a mishmash of, I, I can't even tell you what the flavor I, of the decade was.
1: I think that, let me see if I can find something here. I The, not the early 2000s, but mid-2000s and on, there was um, stuff like The Office, and you had the Michael Scotts, and you had like those types of sitcoms. They might have oh, not have been dominating, yeah. but it was a lot of workplace humor. It was a lot of, um,
0: like they're acting like they're serious, and it's funny because they're yes. acting like they're serious.
1: Yes, a lot of that, like straight face, the straight man, right. playing in a ridiculous situation.
0: Somebody telling a joke is not actually telling a joke,
1: right? Like, like uh, Jason Bateman in Arrested Development. I mean, that was right. that was straight up. I am dead serious. This I am the most serious person here, and then there's like a fire going on around them
0: of comedy, and yeah, like it doesn't touch me because I'm the straight man. And like you're getting window into my life, and my life is utterly ridiculous. Yeah, that I mean that was the office. That's Parks and Recreation. That's even something like The Modern Family, which is a formulaic sitcom for the most part, but still plays off that idea: is we're just a fly on the wall watching these people live their lives, and their lives are largely. Unstructured and normal, but just ridiculous. Just farcical.
1: Yeah. And then, like I said, you get to comedy nowadays. It is absolutely the Will Ferrells and the TJ Millers dominate. And that's, uh, I'm going to ad-lib a bonkers Mm -hmm. quote. I'm going to say something that doesn't even make sense, but it's going to feel like it makes sense. Like, I think that's Will Ferrell's bread and butter. Just half of the shit that he says in Anchorman... Is, you know, I'm in a situation that's funny. I'm going to say something that nobody's going to expect me to say, but it's going to make sense.
0: Oh, yeah, it's going to be ridiculous. Like that line in Anchorman where he's like, San Diego, it means a whale's vagina. You know, it's utterly ridiculous. It's apropos of nothing. It's a like complete non-second, yeah. but it was funny as shit. Yeah. Go back
1: yeah. to Whore Island, you pirate yeah. just, <laughs> like I mean, just off the cuff, uh, anybody that hasn't listened to the John Lear episode go back and listen to the john lear episode he's he's actually a master at it he's a master at the ad lib and he yeah. You
0: quick draws like what a significant portion is just ad libbing
1: all of like i want to say almost all of his stuff is ad libbed okay. i mean and if it's not a scripted television commercial he's doing but even the geico when he was the caveman they gave him free reign uh i was listening to um I was there too, which is a podcast I listen to with Matt Gourley. and he takes he interviews celebrities about their parts in different movies. and He interviewed uh, Tom Ireland Tom Arl- Arnold in uh, from True Lies, and he was a really unpopular guy at the time because he was divorcing Roseanne, and he was just like a tabloid headline doing all the mm-hmm. wrong things. <clears throat> and that movie put him on the map, but he was also like this Gonzo, fucking bonkers, crazy coke addict that would say whatever came to his mind and james cameron did true lies and james cameron for some reason liked him a lot and just rolled (laughs) film on him and told him to do like he did 19 takes on one thing and they couldn't decide what to do because they were (laughs) all good because he was ad-libbing them all you know right and so i like of course that was back in the 90s but still i think that that's kind of what they do now i i want to say that blooper reels probably far out, out or exceed the amount of cut takes and you know bloopers nowadays are not really bloopers they're them just rolling camera and saying okay say yeah. this ridiculous thing because if you stay and watch the credits on half these movies they're showing the the scenes that didn't make it in and they're just as funny like
0: yeah blooper reel is basically just the <laughs> director's cut yeah. like, they could put the entire blooper reel in there and you wouldn't even notice the transition you just think it's an extended edition right so anyway that <laughs> So, well, I, I mean, speaking of Matt Gorley, like the whole Forgotten Classics podcast they did was completely ad-libbed, right? Yes. And, and that not- was, I mean, I hadn't heard anything as funny as that in almost ever. Like when I was listening to that, I was in danger. I was lifted into my car as a podcast. I was listening to it while driving to work. And I was laughing so hard that I was in danger of going off the goddamn road. Yeah. Like I was, it was killing me.
1: It is very unfortunate that those are paid to listen; those forgotten classics. Anybody yeah. that's interested, if you go to Howl.fm, FM, um, they have premium podcasts with um, serious actors and stuff, and they do these um, ad lib um, podcasts of these four guys that they they read. It's like book on tape, but they're not; they're classic books. So one of them that they did is the Red Badge of Courage and Wuthering uh, Heights. Wuthering Heights, but none of they they choose books to ad lib that none of them have read before. All <laughs> they know, all they know is a brief description. They know the first line of the book and the last line of the book, and then they ad lib a book everything. on tape everything for the rest. And they play the characters absolutely hilarious, absolutely worth going and getting at least a free thirty day trial to Howl just so you can listen to forgotten classics. And while you're there, if you've got your 30-day free trial, you should go listen to hardcore game of thrones cuz that is more oh, yeah. information about game of thrones than you can shake a stick at.
0: Yeah, if you're one of the people like like Tom that watched the first seasons like I have no idea what they're referencing, that guy will fill you in.
1: He absolutely will. Yeah. So that's my advertisement for howl.fm. <laughs>
0: For free. They're not giving us any For free.
1: God damn it. Although we may get our (laughs) podcast up on some uh, pay sites. Anybody that's listening and you're paying to listen to us, it's certainly money not coming back to us. (laughs) (laughs) You Uh, got
0: screwed, man. Just get iTunes.
1: Yeah, just just get iTunes. But uh, uh, we're flattered, nonetheless, if you're listening. But to bring it back to Spaceballs, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, Spaceballs comes from a different cloth of humor than we're used to nowadays. And if you had never seen space balls and you right. watched it for the first time today, you'd probably get a chuckle. You'd, you'd probably yes. get uh, a couple of ha ha's, but in reality, a lot of the stuff that they do in that movie is just not funny enough to hold up to today's. Yeah. I mean, I'll watch the ludicrous speed
0: and I will bust out laughing today. And I, and I would say even back, like if I watch it for the first time, I would still find that scene funny. Cause that's like the culmination in my opinion, of the entire movie. That's the pinnacle of the height of the comedy of that movie. Ludicrous that, speed is? Oh, my God. That ludicrous speed from start to finish is pure gold. Yeah. But smoke if but you some, got him. Smoke if you got him. It's like, I can we stop? That. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's that's one of
0: my favorite sequences. That... Sir, should you buckle up? Yeah, buckle this. Ludicrous speed, go! <laughs> wow,
1: they've gone to plaid.
0: <laughs> oh, this is great. But some of the crap, like the, the alien popping out of the guy's chest at the end and doing, hello, my baby, hello, my darling. Yeah. It's, it's just kind of goofy it is. you know like you say yogurt i hate yogurt especially with strawberries or whatever the hell he says yeah not that funny it's just a word pun play yeah. on words
1: at the end when the damsel gets shot in the hair <laughs> my hair they yeah. shot me and they're like oh we shot her hair yeah Although i do like the uh <laughs> i do like the uh hail scroob and then yeah. uh Like, all that stuff, that stuff is very nostalgic for me. So
0: The stuff with Rick Moranis is great. Yeah. Everything else is varying levels of chuckling, if not just groans of puns of... Pizza the Hut. Yeah, just wordplay. Just bad puns, just to throw it in there. Some of it's funny, some of it's not. The stuff with Rick Moranis is uh, Darth Helmet. Dark Helmet. Dark Helmet. It's almost... 100% 100% correct. Yeah. That is a good stuff. Comedy that's the gold. stuff that makes the entire movie worth watching. But the rest of it is very groan-worthy. It really is. Yeah, Except for the, me the <laughs> Call Me the Desert part. Call Me the Desert is really good, too. You guys found anything? We ain't found shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, well,
1: movies. That's movies. Television, I think, suffers the most when you are watching things through nostalgic lenses. Um. Part of that is... Oh, because. Yeah. Part of that is because we're now watching them on high-definition televisions, (laughs) and they didn't intend us to. Uh, Stuntmen. um, I'll tell you a funny story. So my wife is obsessed with Scarecrow and Mrs. King. That's one of her most nostalgic TV shows.
0: Never watched an episode, saw the promos for it all the time, but never watched an episode. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, that was, like I said, it's very nostalgic for her, so we... We got all the DVDs, and so we're watching them, and there's this scene where Kate Jackson, who plays Mrs. King, and she's being chased. It's a car chase scene, essentially, and she's got this wild 80s hair, this huge, this big, (laughs) puffy, like, long perm, right? So she's in the car, and she's driving the station wagon, and she's going, you know, through downtown L.A. or Washington, D.C. traffic or whatever, and hubcaps are flying off left and right, and the bad guys are chasing her. There's a scene that I'm sure they didn't intend for high definition televisions to pick up. It is clearly a stunt driver with like a mustache and a cigar hanging out of his mouth wearing this <laughs> oh big my God. wig.
2: And it's oh just, my
1: God. it's it is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. And it's just like, yep, they they didn't think we were gonna see that.
0: Hey yeah. Frank, is there scene? God damn it, I'm in my smoke break. Just get in there, you're paying you for this. All right, all right,
1: all right, where's our wig? Yeah, God. throws on a wig and a dress and just goes out there and just drives through the scene. Hey, should and... I
0: stop a cigarette? Now this shit's on VHS. It'll be fine. Just get in the car.
1: <laughs> Nobody's ever going to see this again. This will air <laughs> This air once on a 13-inch black and white TV. Nobody will ever notice. But um, that's that's really like some of the TV. Like, I want to say some of the period stuff like MASH kind of holds up, but MASH still has that brand of humor. That's like late 70s, early 80s, where, you know, we've got to say something and then they're going to throw a laugh track on it. And yeah, they, they just some of it doesn't hold up, but most of it does. MASH is one of those ones that I think that you could watch like 50 years from now. People will be watching MASH and it'll be.
0: Oh, I, I just talked probably. to my parents on Tuesday and in the background I could hear the MASH music. Yeah, because they just had to play it playing on loop. Yeah, whatever camera what station has, of, you know, back to back MASH episodes, but I caught them right during their MASH-a-thon their daily marathon, because <laughs> that's what they do. They watch mash over and over again. Yeah. Well, like I
1: mentioned earlier, I love chips. I, and that's uh, kind of a pure nostalgia thing for me too. I mean, it's not that great of a show. They're all, it's very formulaic. It's all, you know, we're going to teach everybody a lesson, you know, when you're driving mm-hmm. at six o'clock in the evening and you're facing West, make sure you have your visor down because the sun's going to be your eyes. And this whole episode, we've shown you that, uh, you know, cars can go off the road when the drivers are unaware. <laughs> you know, there was a message to every you know, kids shouldn't play in culverts because trucks are gonna crush them and you know what I mean? It's right.
0: But I love that. I love that kind of TV. Well, one thing I've resisted trying to go back to, and I've purposely resisted this, is uh Night Rider. Yeah. Because I kind of feel like if I sat down and started rewatching that shit, it would be ridiculous.
1: It is. You
0: you and I
1: have, I've watched it. I've tried to seek that kind of stuff out. And I love watching those ridiculous 80s jokes, <laughs> the ridiculous 80s stunts. You know, I love that shit. I can't get enough of it, but I know... Deep down inside, that's just the '80s kid. Yeah, that has like, nothing mean, to do with me being like a 43 year old man sitting down watching <laughs> Night Rider, going, "Yeah,
0: there's a car that talks and it fights crime." I'll do it. I mean, there's always a scene where he's got to have the turbo jump. There's always a scene, you know, where kids gonna have to come save Michael. So you got to show it driving by itself. There's always a inlet or a fjord. That's a Simpsons reference. <laughs> Nightboat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well. um, to say there was a um, the a-team
0: oh yeah it's, it was completely paint by numbers formula but they're gonna they built tried- a crazy machine by the end it's gonna storm through with a music playing, and they're gonna kick some ass they tried the to- is gonna say some ghetto one-liners and boom there you go they tried rebooting that and it didn't work oh yeah that movie was terrible yeah i remember some people i knew was like oh i liked that. It's like, i don't know what you liked about it i almost fell asleep in the theater watching that goddamn movie <laughs> It was just awful,
1: but um, yeah, television I think gets a bad uh, no no pass at all because yeah. you're watching almost all of that through a nostalgic lens. I just recently saw something that they used to do back in the '80s was they they would start an episode with one of the car one of the actors sitting down and and talking directly to the audience, saying, "What you're about to watch is a commentary on." you know, nuclear war, uh, you know, the Mm -hmm. fear of nuclear war with America and Russia. And then they'd play an episode that was a message. I like uh, there's a really good one that you can watch on YouTube right now is Different Strokes. They had a Different Strokes episode where the father, you remember the father from Different Mm -hmm. Strokes? He addresses Mr. Mr. Drebin. He addresses the audience at the beginning of the episode. Basically, it's a PSA. Yeah. And it's about the trappings of children not listening to their parents and th- it features like this full on satanic pedophile that lures the kids. <laughs> oh, the bike just, shop owner. The bike oh, shop yeah. owner.
0: You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Oh, I remember that episode. Yeah. But that's that's what And they, they had to do. hypnotize Arnold so he could remember the license plate of the car so they could track and find out where they took oh, is that different? No, no, that's when the sister got kidnapped. Sorry, sorry. But the you bike shop episode was a different one
1: yeah you know what I'm getting at the the it started yeah. off with uh I'm gonna hey come back here and I'll give you some ice cream and don't you know it's probably yeah, best yeah. that you don't tell your father about you having ice cream because he'd be mad at you <laughs> not me you was, know I
0: was gonna show you this cartoon and it was a racy cartoon and like yeah <gasps> oh. see how yeah. that that cat has his pants off. Let's all, let's all take our pants, yeah. pants off. <laughs> yeah. But that was, that's a very 80s phenomenon was the very special episode. Yes. That, that was, that was born and died within maybe the late 70s, but definitely in the 80s. Because I distinctly remember the death knell, the very special episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was the episode of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air in the 90s where they're talking about poetry or something. I don't know. And Will Smith looks at the camera and says, if you'd like to learn more about this, go ahead and go, ah, I'm just kidding. And he just, like, laughs about it. Basically, he's just making fun of all those very special message-filled yeah. yep. 80s. He was just completely ragging on them.
1: But you can't, you can't watch those now and take them seriously. It's just... No, not at all. And you can. You can go to YouTube right now, and you can look up Very Special Episode or special 80s episodes or something like that the different strokes one is very popular because of the oh. creepy bike owner the, the bike shop owner bike shop, yeah yeah he which he's the boss from wkrp I don't know if you picked that up but see that
0: uh, was one I never watched that catching it here and there was about it
1: right WKRP. you want to, you want to talk about a movie that people or a TV show that people can't relate to nowadays let's let's go do like a late 70s early 80s uh radio yeah show <laughs> kids today will be like what's a radio show let's,
0: hey wkrp in Cincinnati what's w what 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 are you talking? what's what do you mean what do you mean there's a
1: disc jockey that you what <laughs> do you remember why dr johnny fever got fired from his last job
0: yeah no, i couldn't even tell you
1: because he said something on air he wasn't supposed to mm. you want to know what word he said that he wasn't supposed to ass booger
0: booger <laughs> now that was the guy that was in head of the class right
1: head of the class yep um. See, that's another thing. He was also he was, also, to he was a also special in class of
0: higher achievers can't have that anymore.
1: <laughs> no, no, they're all equal. Um. Yeah, he was in Clue as well. He was the FBI agent at the end. Also, spoiler alert:
0: Doctor Detroit,
1: Doctor Demento,
0: Dr. Oh man, I love Doctor Demento. I
1: love that. There's a. Uh, I am top
0: Cyclops. I am Much on traffic cops. That was one of the Doctor <laughs> Demento songs I listened to when I was a kid. I don't know why.
1: You want to know something cool? Mm-hmm. I have Spotify, which gives me instant access to a lot of these. Songs, and people can make playlists that I can subscribe to, and they make playlists for all kinds of things. One of the playlists is Dr. Demento, and it's got like almost every song Dr. Demento ever did.
0: Oh, that will be great. Yeah,
1: well, got to get yourself some Spotify premium.
0: <laughs> no, I'm too uh, cheap. I, I don't want get HBO now. I'm not going to get Spotify. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, but that brings up a really good point about movies, television, the one Uh, medium that seems to be immune from this type of phenomenon where things aren't good later is music,
0: right? Right? Uh, now there's definitely dated music, but there is like you know, music that the sound is has not come back around again, it is for its time, and that's it. But nobody gets sick of it per se,
1: right? There is uh, kind of a rebirth of disco that doesn't sound like disco, but it's definitely disco. a funky disco yeah. style sound that is coming back around. And it it sounds a lot like disco in the 70s, but we're in 2017 and we're listening to it again. <laughs> and I don't think music, for the most part, falls victim
0: to uh, time. See, now, yeah, th- that might be a problem. Like, okay, this is something when we talked about doing this topic before, I thought of, and we brushed on this on a previous episode, but I never delved into this. So I want to do, I guess maybe you can call it a thought experiment.
1: Thought experiment. It rocks.
0: <laughs> That's the theme song for our segment. Theme song. Thought experiment. Yo, Joe. Um, anyway. uh. Okay, so I like to say that every decade has its, for at least pop music, has its distinctive movements, distinctive sounds, like bands that typify that decade, so on and so forth. But, and this might be my problem, like you can pick up a song that came out like pick a song in the 80s um Def Leppard Hysteria Def Leppard Hysteria pick that up put that onto a vinyl tape a vinyl uh, record get in your time machine and go back to 1940 and play that song what do you think the people's reaction is going to be lock him up lynch him there'd be a what mob the hell are we listening to yeah not even not even go, not even that far go back to 1960 take Def Leppard Hysteria go back to like 1960 20 a little over twenty years previous, mm-hmm. yep, and people are going to be like, "What the fuck am I listening to?" You take even more extreme, take um, Master of Puppets, you know, <laughs> and go yeah. back to nineteen. 19- people are going to be like, "What the hell am I listening to?" Even
1: well, it's not in even- nineteen sixty, people would be like, "Hey, let's have some sex, man," and it was like free love and
0: peace. I really want to tap my breakfast on a mirror. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and not even it's not even just related to that time frame. Take something from the nineteen fifties and go back to the nineteen like take an Elvis, take hound, you know, ain't nothing but a hound dog and mm-hmm. go back to like the late 1920s or early 1930s, and they're gonna be like, What the hell am I listening to? This is craziness. Yeah. Cause there was huge movements in music for from decade to decade for the bulk of the 20th century. Take the grunge music from the early nineties and go back to the mid seventies and You're going to be people like, where did this come from? This is not like anything I've heard before. Mm -hmm. But take your biggest hits of today and go back to the mid-90s and nobody's going to blink an eye. Yeah, Nobody's going to say boo. Nobody's going to be like, what, did aliens make this sound? The closest you're going to come is like dubstep. Right. Yeah, Even then, it's close enough to techno that they're going to be like, okay, yeah, I dig it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but the same So what's it, happened? Well, what's happened is they've they've run out of notes to play. No, what's happened is like what's good is good and there's a cross section of adults that are just as enthusiastic about the music today as their kids.
0: So are they influencing what's being made? Like is the fact that adults like the, the teenagers of the 90s or late 80s are still by modern music influence what modern music is being made. Like this, yeah. I, I feel like we're living in an age of the death of creativity, which this goes back to the fact that you could pick out a list of over a hundred remakes being made between now and two years from now. Yeah. That's this, I think this is all bundled. This maybe is a cynical old geezer, you know, this generation doesn't know what's good anymore type of thing. <laughs> but I really feel like there's objective markers that you can look at that say we are living in a stagnation period where yeah. we're just recycling old ideas and not coming up with anything new. Like the fact like the seriously, the fact that you take a top 40 hit today, pluck it out, put it in your time machine, take it back to 1995 and nobody would even bat an eyelash is unprecedented in the last 100 years. Yeah. A 20-year well, gap like that would any any other period from 1995 to 1975 would be crazy. 1975 to 1955 would be, you know, that gap is so distinctively different cuz so many rapid change did we hit is there is there a finite number like you said a finite number of notes all the notes have been hit all the combination of notes have been hit that we just cannot come up with anything new i mean i'm not even talking rock rap music you take the biggest hip-hop hit from today you put it back in 1995 thinking i like yeah okay i got you same yeah. thing well i think
1: that there there are two ways to look at it the first way is the united states because there's 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 domestic and then there's foreign when it comes to anything whether it's movies television or music and i think that a lot of european stuff influenced america like throughout the ages and we're now getting to a point where hmm. america is maybe influencing influencing the rest of the world creatively and i think that we've done it now for enough there's enough time that's gone by where the united states has been the ones influencing and i think that it's we've run out of gas. i think maybe it's it's time for maybe europe to start influencing again or you know i and i don't know if europe ran out of ideas and they were just gassed and now america is the one leading the way in you know i can't feel my face when i'm with you weekend type of you know like pop i i think that you can go back to 20 years ago and you can see where like american bands were dominating whereas you go back in the mid 80s in like in the 80s it was it you would be shocked by how many bands that were like top 40 bands in the united states that were british
0: or oh, not in the 80s 70s 60s yeah I mean, I mean
1: and that's probably what a lot of that was was you know other countries influencing america now the tide has turned and america's influencing everybody else and it's just we're we're out of ideas because that's we've a, reached a limit of what we're able to creatively produce.
0: Well, that's a really good point because I mean I'm not I'm definitely not this cosmopolitan aficionado of, you know, other cultures and their music and stuff like that. But anything I have come across that's like the the top hits of Australia or even something like different African countries or Middle Eastern countries or like Israel or South American countries is all some variation on American rock and roll, American hip hop. Seriously, mm-hmm. like I can't, I, I would not, except for it being in another language, I would not be able to tell you that this is, you know, oh, this is definitely influenced by the folk rhythms of Colombia, you know, something like that. I would never be able to say that. Like, I've never heard something like this before. It's like, no, they could, this could be some Puerto Rican guy in New York City singing this straight out. There's no difference between that and, you know, what something domestically would be made. Yeah. So well, I don't, like, we are in a stagnant period. But the, with, and I think through the advent of mass media, social media has homogenized everything to extent that it's globalized. It's globalized. Everything every, you hear what everybody else is doing and everybody just copies with slight variance. What other, somebody else is doing instead of somebody sitting in, you know, one district of Boston and just kind of getting together and singing together in a bar and coming up with their own sounds. That right. doesn't happen because if you're, if you think you got something, you're going to share it with the world. And everybody's gonna copy you, and all of a sudden you, you're not orig- You've been original for five minutes until yeah. everybody in the world has copied you.
1: Well, um, what was I gonna say? I was gonna say that. Um, well, I, I feel I like I
0: kind it, of just, a little off topic.
1: No, no. What I was gonna, I was just gonna piggyback a little bit and say, go back a little bit and say that um, you could go back twenty years and play some music because a lot of the music from twenty years ago are being sampled now. Like mm-hmm. you're you're getting the same beat, you're getting the same music. They're just reha, they're just doing different lyrics, or they're arranging it in different ways. I mean, you take um, there's uh, an Imagine Dragons did a live set that I have, and they play their song, they play um, Taylor Swift's Blank Space, and they play Stand By Me all at the same time. It's the same song. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, in and the guy starts off like it's a live set. So I, you know, you're listening and the guy comes on and he says, I'm going to play the, this is a, um, where I'm going to play this song and then this song and then this song. And when we wrote this song, we were listening to a lot of Taylor Swift and we came across blank space and we really liked it and we didn't copy, but we did this, we did. So they go on to play their song. Then they play blank space. Then they play stand by me back into their song. And it's mm-hmm. literally the same song. Yeah. And I mean, I like it. I mean, I don't, I oh, don't, yeah. I don't hate this. I'm not trying to rip on it. I'm not trying to say that, you know, it's stagnant and we're not getting anything good, but out of the top 40 songs, like I can read through right now on my Spotify, they have the United States top 50 and these are like trending. What is going up? The, what people on this app right now are listening to over and over. And I do not know as, as, as much as I love music and listen to it, I know one person in the top ten. Uh, I take that back, too. I know Demi Lovato, and I know DJ Khaled. I don't know the rest of the people. 21 Savage, French Montana, Sway Lee, Little Uzi Vert, uh, <laughs> DJ DJ Khaled. Then Louise Fonzie, Daddy Yankee. I, I know the name Kendrick Lamar. I should know who that is. Jay Balvin, Willie William, Post Malone, Quavo. I don't I've
0: know... Almost any of these i i don't
1: like, know who i don't know who those people are i don't know what yeah. that like kesha has a new album out. I, I do like kesha but i mean it's nothing new on the album nothing new marshmallow okay hmm. playboy cardi logic alicia carey don't know them.
0: see and i know like it's, maybe i'm this, this i've become the old fogey like i stopped listening to the radio a couple years ago so i don't hear much new stuff except for when it just pervades other media like movies tv shows something like that which i've i've bought albums because of songs i've heard on different shows i've watched that i liked that were more recent that i never would otherwise so i feel like i need to get back into just like listen to the radio just to see what's new out there but i would still be confident in saying that none of these people like most of these people are going to probably make some good money for a while but are never good they're not going to be remembered as avant-garde titans of the industry 20 years from now no they're going to be Up and down and gone long before them because they're they have not hit a new.
1: There's a handful. There's there's a there's a handful of people that are making music right now that'll you will remember their name. Like you'll remember Justin Bieber,
0: unfortunately, but yes, or Taylor Swift, Taylor
1: Swift, and Katy Perry, and you know people like that. Other people like half those names I just read to you. Yeah, you, you probably won't even know them next year unfortunately Which is not for them but.
0: Newest, i mean there's always been one hit wonders but these are people that are not just one like they're big for they'll put out albums and everybody will buy their album for a good five ten years yeah but the test of time they're they're not going to hit it because they're not new they're not unique in any way
1: the wife and i did an interesting experiment with spotify a few weeks ago where she wanted to make <clears throat> playlists of the top 40 like so you go to america's top 40 you know uh, with casey Kasem. you look up what that the top 40 songs were for that year Mm -hmm. and then we started going into week by week by week by week (coughs) they're the same people (laughs) like there aren't that many one hit wonders from the 80s there are some that made it on the top 40 but you're talking like uh duran duran bon jovi um, Def Leppard. The Bengals, Def Leppard. You, like, you've got the same bands over and over making hit records over and over. Who knows who's, who they were stepping on to get there.
0: Oh, but... this this concept feeds directly into my trivia question. Just so you know. Just, just a little okay. taste. All right. Just, just so you know.
1: I'd like to do... You know what I would like to do next week? I would like oh, to... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I just, I'd like to do a whole podcast on concerts. Live music. Ah. I, right. Well, I've wanted to... For a little while, I've wanted to dedicate a podcast to music, and I think that we should do it next week. And I, okay, this has been the wife and I have done four, or five concerts this year, and we're probably going to do. We'll probably end up the year doing seven live shows. Um, one of them with a meet and greet with the band. So next next week, I'd like to do that. Anyway, All moving right. on.
0: So, well, one thing, the, the, the thing you were talking about about um, it was just Imagine Dragons of that song. Yeah, are the three songs that blend into each other? Yep. I just I that reminded me of something I wanted to mention. This this comedian did a little a bit about uh, his name's Rob Paravonian. and he did this thing called the Pacquiao Ranch, which was it's kind of popular back I don't know like 10, 11 years ago. But he talks about how Pockabell's Canon in D or whatever. You know what song I'm talking about? Yep. It's played at like every wedding in the world. Do do Anyways, if you take that and start playing it, you realize that those same chords are just repeated almost every single pop song ever. Really? Like, Pacabell's canon just gets repeated with slight variation in almost every pop song around. He, and he, he has he's the whole thing. His shtick is he's got a guitar and he plays it as he's doing it. So he plays Pachelbel, and he starts playing all these different songs and just basically slightly changing the tune, but changes the lyrics so he's singing the new song. And yeah. you realize by the sound that it is exactly the same but you know the new song every time he changes it, even though in your by your ears, you're not hearing it make a big difference at all. It's yeah. actually really good. It's worth looking up. This guy, uh, wait, wait, I got it right here. I just said his name. I, I forgot. Rob Paravonian's Bell rant. It's worth looking up on YouTube.
1: All right, I'll check that out.
0: It's actually pretty funny.
1: Um, there have been some successful lawsuits from people saying that other people have not necessarily copied their music but sampled it like um i know huey lewis sued and was successful suing ray parker jr for ghostbusters oh yeah because it sounded too much like uh i want a new drug i think is the name of the song the huey lewis song but
0: yep 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 yep, yep
1: he they sued and won and um there's a uh, i think tom petty sued maybe the red hot chili peppers and was successful um, for copying a song, and then of course the big one, Ice Ice Baby.
0: <laughs> I saw an interview with um Vanilla Ice, and he even said straight out, "It's like nope, they couldn't sue us because we changed one little beat or yeah. something like that." Yeah, and that was enough for the law for us to say that we didn't rip them off. It was a sample. Yeah, it's it's funny. <laughs> There's I have a weird because I'm from the Detroit area, and I have a weird relationship with Detroit area music. If it's if it's classic stuff, i usually on board, like Motown or like Bob Seeger. Yeah, but more of the modern stuff. I'm not a big fan of like Eminem's. Not bad. Not a big rap guy myself, but Eminem's pretty pretty good. Yep. But not a fan of the White Stripes. Can't stand insane clown posse. Not a fan of Kid Rock. Really. And one of is the biggest because, reasons
1: because he's a Republican. That's what it is. Is
0: fucking Republicans. No, <laughs> I, I literally bought it of the bar. It was about the only song of his I liked because he just he had a, he had some rock songs, but then he just pretty much went country. It's I don't know. Anyways. And I hate country. I hate, I hate country music so much. I well,
1: remind me, to, remind me to tell you something about country on the same vein as what we're talking about right now. But go ahead.
0: But one of the reasons I lost respect for Kid Rock was uh, his song, American Badass. Yep. Heavily sampled. Uh, what was the Metallica song? But True. Sad but True. Yeah. yeah. And then with the, and the part in the lyrics where he lists all the bands he likes, you know, yes. ACDC and ZZ Top. Leonard, Leonard Skinner. Never, never once says Metallica. Even yeah. though his entire song, the only reason you're even listening to that goddamn song, which I'm sorry is true, it's sad but true, <laughs> it's because it's Metallica. You, like Seriously, the only reason that song was popular at all is because he sampled the actual badass Metallica song. Yeah. And he doesn't even list Metallica in the list of bands he likes. What an a-hole. Fuck that guy. And that's Madonna. always bugged me. Madonna. <laughs> Lady Gaga. Speaking. Oh, she's from Detroit. No, I'm just saying Lady guy got ripped off Madonna.
1: <laughs> oh, no, I was talking about Madonna being from Detroit, but yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's true.
0: No, yeah. Well, she's from Rochester, which is not.
1: Oh, is that like uh, Journey saying South Detroit?
0: Yeah, no. Rochester's where the rich kids live.
1: Oh. Yeah, no. I can tell by the look on your face. There's a little bit of a.
0: I didn't. I was not from Rochester. <laughs> no.
1: Did they have Devils? Was it Devil's Night there? Everybody had Devil's Night. Everybody? Oh,
0: yeah. Everybody in the Detroit area had Devil's Night. He didn't escape that shit.
1: Did people go and get two liter bottles of Faygo and
0: <laughs> Only if you were an f- ICP freak. Yeah. You'd juggle on my ass.
1: I like some ICP. Okay.
0: There's a, of- There's a couple of ICP songs that did make me laugh. I'm not going to yes. lie. But for they the most part, funny. fuck ICP. The new game is actually a funny song. Okay. Yeah,
1: but when you get a stripper to take her clothes off to Boogie Woogie Woo, you'll like it. I- <laughs> just try it out.
0: I have a feeling I could get a stripper to take her clothes off to most anything. So I not gonna hold that as my yard
1: i'm just saying that if you want to start like an icp then that's the way to go ah, okay okay but um there's been a little bit of controversy in the country world with the zach brown band uh zach brown criticized the direction of country music nowadays that it's all about all these stupid country songs that are winning all the awards they're all about sitting by the riverbank with the tailgate down you know Ugh drinking beer and barbecuing and so i can't remember who it was it might have been luke bryant but it might have been one of the other country music singers that has a song like Mm -hmm. it's all about sitting by the riverbank with your tailgate down you know yeah and so this guy luke i I want to say it was luke bryant his friend called him and say you'll never guess what uh zach brown just said about all these people writing these songs (laughs) told him the whole thing and he zach or uh luke was like well, that's funny because when I received that phone call, I was sitting on a riverbank in a tail, with the tailgate <laughs> down with my fishing pole in the water, barbecuing. So, you know, uh, life imitates art.
0: Well, this is the problem I have with country. Just besides the fact that I just don't like the way it sounds. Every goddamn song. Here's a song. Here's a country song. Either A, I like beer. B, I like pickups. C, I like Jesus. Bam. Every goddamn country song on the planet. Or, or maybe D, I just like being a country boy.
1: What's wrong with liking beer trucks and Jesus and being a country boy and being a country boy?
0: It's I can't. I just <laughs> I can't. I can't. I just. Can't. Well, and, and just to be equal opportunity, every rap song in the world is. I I make the money. I get the bitches. I'm a pimp. I'm a gangster. Yeah, yeah. Boom. Every rap song in the world. I'm a pimp. I'm a gangster. I make the money. I get the bitches. Every country song in the
2: world. Coco.
0: Oh God. Every country song in the world. I like beer. I like my pickup. I like Jesus. I like being a country boy. So you know what? Congratulations. You should get together and just make one crappy, superficial genre and call it good. Oh, they
1: have. Rap and country have absolutely melded in the last couple years. And that makes sense
0: to me because they are (laughs) cut from the same cloth. They really are.
1: Yeah. Well, I tend not to generalize. I love a lot of country. I like a little rap.
0: Um... Well, honestly, there's a lot of rap I like just because they sample stuff I actually do, I think is actually creative. Mm -hmm. I can't point to one goddamn country song I like at all. Not at all.
1: I I could find one for you.
0: I guarantee you I'm thoroughly alienating a vast swath of the people listening to this right now, and I don't care. I fucking hate (laughs) country music. I hate it so much. Well, I mean that just now that okay i'm people. not going to be that guy that says country music is bad it's art to each their own you know it's completely the most objective thing in the world i like fucking thrash death metal and there's people out there that will think that it's like i'm torturing cats or something like that which you are but, well that's probably it has uh, nothing to do with music <laughs> you know if i put on slayer raining blood and somebody just walked by like what the fuck you listen to i would be looking at them going it's raining blood from the last rain sky, yeah. Go do you f- want it? To, do you <laughs> want it to
1: rain your blood, buddy?
0: Yeah, oh. it's exactly. But so I'm never gonna say it's bad. I'm just gonna say what I like and don't like. And I fucking hate country music. Yeah, ah, yeah. it feels good to say that. <laughs> it's therapeutic. Uh,
1: I, I'm. I really like country music, and sometimes for the same exact reason why you hate them. Just <laughs> I grew up in a pretty small town, Northern Maine, and like a lot of that stuff hits home. Um, Sam Hunt has a really good song, "Breaking Up in a Small Town." It's about you know not being able to get away from an ex because you live in a small town, <laughs> it's a, and it's a really good song. I mean, they s- sing a lot of relatable stuff that you know. Li- I'm not saying that Maine's all country, country's countrywide. You know what I'm saying? But
0: uh, uh, no, we won the war. It's inexplicable to me why so many people in the goddamn. I mean, what, do you
1: mean, what do you mean? We won the war. We won
0: the war. Why is all these fucking Yankees listen to country music? God damn it! <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, oh, we should all just listen to contemporary. Like, what what should we be listening to? That's we should be like, all sophisticated. Listening to
0: Boston and Chicago. <laughs> well, and uh, okay, no, I I should say that, but that stuff like Leonard Skinner or CCR would fall under Southern Rock, which I do like. So oh, or love in CCR's case. I well, Southern CCR.
1: Rock's not a just a hop, skip, and a jump from country. Just yes, so it, you but know. that's.
0: It's that dividing, it's that hair thin dividing line that between greatness and utter madness. That you know, it's right. it's, really...
1: it's the uh, it's the jet setting cocaine sniffing country song. That's right. Okay, it's, I gotcha.
0: It's, it's country without the twang, which makes <laughs> all the difference in the world. Well, my
1: point was country is not exclusive to the south.
0: Yeah, and I agree with you, and I still explain why that is the case.
1: Well, because like I was just explaining, there are a lot of themes. No. There's no good reason.
0: I don't. I don't accept it.
1: <laughs> well, there's a lot of music. No,
0: no, about no, 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 no. Hunting and fishing. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. You know what rock has? Songs about Cthulhu. That's what yes. rock has. God damn it. Yeah. Call it Cthulhu. Bam.
1: Metallica. The nice thing that callback. should not be. Boom. Metallica. Um. You know what I like? Uh. I have a guilty pleasure. Dump and oh, i like. I like
0: a lot of dubstep.
1: That <laughs> really gets. You know that grinds my gear. I don't know. That's a quote from
0: something. That's uh, a quote from Family Guy, and I think you're using it wrong. Sorry. Oh, yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> but fuck Family Guy. Uh, I like um, Korean pop music.
0: <laughs> you know what? I can get behind that. I've heard some J-pop yeah. stuff that's actually pretty fucking catchy. I'm not yeah. gonna lie.
1: They uh, the way I got turned onto that was I I read an article that they were pumping J-pop, uh, K-pop. It's K-pop.
0: K-pop. Yeah.
1: Korean Korean pop K-pop was getting. Uh, broadcast over the demilitarized zone, of the North <laughs> Korea, just to piss off the North Koreans. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, what could be so bad about it? That so, I went and listened to a bunch. I'm like, this is actually good. So I like a lot of that. I like a lot of Japanese metal. Have you heard of Baby Metal?
0: Yes, I was just gonna say that one with the little girl singing. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, but that's a trap. Oh God,
1: that's what that's a trap it? because there's three of them and. Only one of them's of age, but they all look the yeah,
0: same. <laughs> but they're all wearing the same outfits and dance around. You're like, this is wrong. I know it's wrong. But when you're, you're looking
1: you're looking at the YouTube video going, okay, which one's legal?
0: <laughs> God damn it. But whatever one I'm attracted to, that's the legal one. I can feel it. I know it. <laughs> that's right. Well, didn't they, wasn't there, I know I'm butchering this, but wasn't there like a hostage situation in like a Nicaragua back in the eighties and they pumped ACDC? Was it ACDC? I want to. I was gonna say Ronnie James Dio, but yeah, A C D C sounds right. They're,
1: I'm sure. They basically what they did was they used the, the flood speakers to play metal music or yeah, not yeah. metal but hard rock and you could probably get a different you know, it's been so long now that you'd get one person saying, Yeah, it
2: was A C D C
1: and the other person being yeah. like, No, it was Dio So but I, I I wanna say the last article I read on it. Okay, the last headline I read on it. <laughs> <laughs> was that they had played ACDS?
0: That sounds, yeah, that's probably right. I knew it was something like that, but I'm just like, yeah, if they just kept playing Rainbow of the Dark for me, I'd be cool with that. <laughs> yeah.
1: I like there's a meme that's going around that is, uh talks about, did you ever notice that there was a highway to hell and a stairway to heaven? It really goes to show you how much traffic they're anticipating. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, I like that. I like it a lot. And a highway to the danger zone at the same time. Oh, God, the fucking danger zone. See, that's, that's it, man. You go back to those '80s and you listen to that music, and it is still good now. My kids are listening to '80s music, and they are loving it. So, yeah, is what it is.
0: Which goes back to the fact that it's not that different from what your kids already know, right? Yeah, like, I mean that not, nothing's been reinvented in the meantime, for the most part. Like I, I mean, I'm completely biased, but I really feel like grunge was the last true original musical movement. Like even something like after grunge, like new metal. It was just a fusion of rock and rap for the most part. You know, dubstep is just, it's electronica slash techno smashed together with hard rock. It's not that, you know, innovative.
1: Well, and there are some things that were born out of the grunge scene that didn't stay grunge either. Um, Yeah,
0: yeah. like most of the grunge bands that stayed around.
1: Yeah, but they, they morphed. Like grunge totally and completely changed the landscape of music. And then... I'd say the majority of them stayed, but not all of them did. A lot of them moved on to different things. Um,
0: well, like Foo Fighters was born from Nirvana, but Foo Fighters was not, not grunge. grunge. Right. No. Um, Tool, Tool was
1: born from the same cut from the same cloth. I guess they weren't technically grunge, but they they developed from the grunge. They played all the Lollapaloozas with all the grunge mm-hmm. bands, and they they toured with the grunge bands, and they did all the grungy things that. Right. You know, they got sandwiched on mtv between you know grunge songs and so they they were born from the grunge era but they totally and completely went in a different direction and um what are some other ones there there are a few that really wrote in on the coattails of
0: well i feel like tool and especially tool and nine inch nails was i was heard described as industrial rock
1: well tool is technically like prog rock progressive oh, okay. so yeah nine inch nails definitely industrial they they belonged to industrial Correct.
0: Grab- Gravity Kills was like right in there too. I love Gravity
1: Kills. Yep, um, which was kind of just a Nine Inch Nails clone.
0: Oh God, yeah, there were Nine Inch yeah. Nails all day long, but they were still pretty good.
1: Yep. Um, but there were some like uh, Candlebox. Um, they flew in on the grunge scene, but they really weren't grunge. <laughs> yeah, you had
0: you had umbrella bands like uh, Stone Temple Pilots or Bush or yep. even. I mean, I hate to say, it, but even like uh, Smashing Pumpkins was grunge but not grunge. I don't know. It's hard to say.
1: Yeah. I like me some Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, yeah. I love Smashing Pumpkins. Um, this
0: day, Disarmed is one of my favorite songs ever.
1: Yeah, it's a good song. And that's a song that you could put on the radio right now, and everybody would fucking love it.
0: Yep. A new generation that had never heard it before would be like, what is this song? This is great. Yeah. Because it wouldn't be radically different than anything they've heard kicking around. Yeah. Yeah. yep.
1: But music, music gets a pass as far as...
0: Oh, yeah. I still hear songs that... And this is the nostalgia factor. Is stuff that I listened to because when I was a kid, what I listened to was what my parents listened to. So that was a lot of my mom listened to sixties pop, fifties and sixties pop. A lot of Motown, Beatles, Stone, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad listened to a lot of the seventies, Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, you know, CCR, Skinner, and stuff like like one of his favorite songs ever is "Anaconda Vida."
1: Wow, that's and that's, oh, that's yeah. a labor. To yeah, that oh my song.
0: god, I think that's like a seventeen minute song actually. Yep. Something like that. It's a good song. I mean, I fucking love Anagata Vita. And I was still like, if I catch that stuff on... um, Like, I just in the last week bought an Elton John's Greatest Hits album just because I started hearing some songs here and there. Like, yep. man, I remember that. I've never actually had a lot of Elton so I bought the Greatest Hits and I loved it. So there and listened listen to it. I love that stuff.
1: Translation, you downloaded it illegally.
0: Nope, nope. I bought it. I downloaded it but I bought it off iTunes. <laughs> That's And for whatever reason, I will watch... I will stream... Torrance, Cody, whatever the fuck. I will watch free stuff all the goddamn day. It's TV shows and movies. But for whatever reason, when it comes to music, I actually do pay for it. I don't know why.
1: Well, you should get on the Spotify train.
0: Uh, well, I mean, I got Prime, which has the Amazon, the, you know, Amazon Prime has the music. Yeah. Yeah. Spotify clone. I don't think it's anywhere near as extensive. At least last time I listened to it, it wasn't. But
1: Yeah. they Spotify's come a long way. Since when I first got in it, there were a lot of bands that were mislabeled. Like, uh, <laughs> there were a lot of foreign bands with the same band, like Poison. Poison shares a band, you know. Like, if you typed in, you searched for Poison, you wouldn't just be Poison the band. You'd get, like, some French-speaking bullshit. <laughs> fuck, fuck those <laughs> See, guys. That's not Diggy 6, what the
0: fuck? That was Molly Crew, by the way. Oh, god damn it! I just, yeah, as soon as I said that, I was like, damn, C. DeVille. There, god. There you go. Ricky I Rocket, just, Rocket yeah, Bobby Dahl. Yeah. Brett. Oh, my god. Who? Brett. Michaels, damn. <laughs> Okay, I've just thoroughly embarrassed myself. I guess no, uh, that's okay. That's that's no, all right. it's not. It's not. Now
1: we know that Van Halen used to be rat salad. <laughs> uh, so, how are we looking on nostalgia glasses?
0: So nostalgia will is the, when you put your nostalgia glasses on, it forgives all sins and smooths all rough edges. I feel like yes, if you if this is something you enjoy, but it's not universal, and ev- everybody I. Talk to can attest to this one there's some things you like when you're a kid that when you rewatch it you want to you want to build that time machine get in and say why the fuck did you waste your time you should have been learning to play guitar something yeah and the one that always sticks out of my mind is alf yeah the tv show alf i want to say like three four years ago i i don't know why Kicking around youtube i saw the like the first episode of alf was there i was like oh my god alf i loved alf back in the day yeah watched that first episode i was like what the hell was even i could have excused that being young i don't know what i was thinking watching that show yeah and it wasn't me it was america that show went for four seasons and had a movie yeah america was in love with that goddamn show and it was utter pile of steaming crap well he was an alien from Melmac.
1: oh you know what i every once in a while i talked about this the other day or i say the other day when we The last time we talked about these types of things, Mm -hmm. um, I saw something come when I was doing my search for DVD series, I came across something that I had never seen before. And I consider myself the keeper of such knowledge. Like I am an 80s buff and I know 80s pop culture. I'd like to say like the back of my hand, but every once in a while there's a chink in the armor. I'm human. Yeah. Um. Like uh, my secret identity, I had no idea that show existed. Right. I don't. Right. I don't know how it just stayed off my radar, and I never saw it. I found one again today that I had never heard of, didn't even know it existed, and I am shamed. And the second I said it, my wife
0: was like, "Oh yeah, I watched that. That yeah, of course." Now, now I'm eager because I knew, I knew my secret identity, so I don't know if I know this one too.
1: Back to the Future, the animated series.
0: Okay, no, I never knew that existed.
1: I never knew that existed. That was like three seasons of, of Back to the Future, and it was a cartoon Jesus. In like 1991. Now, granted, 1991, I was a junior in high school. I wasn't watching Saturday morning cartoons. But, all right, all right. but if it was Back to the Future, I probably would have given it a, you know... Cursary At line. least I would have given it a, an eyeball. I would have checked it out to see what it was, you know, because I was I loved Back to the Future. I, <laughs> that was one of my favorite eighties oh, yeah. thing throwbacks. And uh, God, Back to the Future, the animated series, seems like it would have been in my wheelhouse.
0: Like, yeah, I I'm with you. I never heard. I'm the guy that could tell you that there were, in fact, two Ghostbusters cartoons.
1: Oh yeah, the real Ghostbusters. The
0: real Ghostbusters was the one based on the movie, but they for whatever reason somebody got a hold of the name Ghostbusters before they made. You know, before they licensed the movie yep. concept. That, it right. was
1: bonkers compared to the movie. There were characters. that I mean, it was... It
0: no, was there ridiculous. was a... Before that cartoon, there was another cartoon. That was yeah, I know. Ghost there was...
1: Yeah, I remember seeing it. And it was like they had characters that... It's not that they didn't match up with the movie. It's just that now that I knew the movie and then I look back on those characters, they weren't the same. No,
3: like
0: they, they were. No, I, I feel like you're not reading me. There was a cartoon that had absolutely zero to do with the movie whatsoever.
1: Yes, I okay. and I know, but then if you look at the movie, if, you know you go to the movie theater and see the movie, and you're like, oh my god, the fucking Ghostbusters, they're awesome. Peter Venkman and the, you know, the Stay Puft Marshmallow yeah. Man and stuff like that. And then you go back and watch those cartoons, you, you're like Ghostbusters, oh Ghostbusters, and none of those characters are the same. So I get you. I it's yeah. just
0: if you well they had the, the real Ghostbusters later that did have all the same characters. Right, correct. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Matter
1: of fact, <laughs> uh, if you go to youtube and you put in 80s commercials because that's what i like to do every once in a while is i like to just go watch commercials from the 80s um somebody who posted a lot of those like saturday morning cartoon commercials they got a hold of somebody's like stash of vhs tapes and ripped all the commercials (laughs) and then put them up on youtube and i want to say the majority of them come from the real ghostbusters like (laughs) they put in a vhs tape and just hit record on the real ghostbusters and then they rip the the uh the commercials off it because every once in a while it'll be the real ghostbusters we'll be right back you know that's funny so they had good taste because
0: that was a good cartoon actually
1: uh you can buy it on DVD.
0: well i'm not gonna go crazy
1: i'm just saying I have researched it, and you can find. I don't know how much it is, and there's a really weird price difference on DVDs. Like I found that Tales from the Crypt: The Complete Series. Uh huh. That's like 120 bucks. Chips: The Complete Series. Wow. 80, 80 bucks. Well,
0: I mean, Park, Park, Parks. Parks and one. Rec. Parks and Rec, like eight season, 20 bucks for the whole really? series. Yeah, because it's <laughs> wow. <well, laughs> yeah, I it's for a reason why that would be. Well, I mean, it's recent, so maybe. They figured too many people have... I mean, you could get it on Netflix. Yeah, but
1: they were, they were old. Like uh, Magnum PI was $75, but then uh, there was another one.
0: I think I saved most of them. I my mean, own. value is scarcity. So if something it's hard to get, it's higher in price. So yeah, so Park is, Parks and Rec, so you can still I believe you can still stream that on Netflix. So they got to figure, okay, we got to have the price this low because who's going to buy it when they can just... Everybody already has a Netflix subscription anyways. Yeah. So oh, there's some it
1: moron that lives in maine he's gonna go buy it (laughs) so
0: there's completists out there that are medium purists and they're uh yep they're gonna they're gonna buy everything
1: i just bought the psych the first or i mean the full series. i already this is terrible i had seasons one through five already bought of psych and then i saw i could buy season six, seven, and eight, which would complete my whole series. I could mm-hmm. buy those for 20 bucks a piece, and that was $60. Or I could buy a special edition all eight <laughs> seasons in one for $58. So I bought the $58 one. I have all of them in a special edition. Now I have seasons one through five that I've got to find something to do with. <laughs> I could take them to Bull Moose and they could be like, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, give you, we'll give you you store credit of 15 cents.
0: <laughs> Stupid. Bunch of
1: bastard. But It makes me wonder what else is out there that should have been on my radar.
0: I know, right? Like, I feel like I watch most of the cartoons, especially like having cable, the Nickelodeon stuff. Like, I watch a lot of the Nickelodeon stuff when I was a kid. Some of the shittiest kids' program ever put on the planet, but I watched it. Now it has a warm place in my heart. Like, if, what was that show? Today's special. I don't remember that. Oh, it was a kid's show. It was about a mannequin that comes to life in a department store once the store closes.
1: Did it murder people? Like I wish.
0: Laser robots? I think it murdered my spirit a little bit. Oh. But it that... was It was. It's like a sketch thing. There was a Muppet rat or something. I don't know. It was, he, he tap danced. I, it, was, it was dumb. But uh, <laughs> I watched the hell out of it. And it's every once in a while I've, I've, I've watched stuff on old Nickelodeon shows on YouTube, you know, like the intros. I'm like, I remember that. I remember that. I remember Eureka's Castle. Fucking. Now, I I remember that.
1: Yeah, I remember those. I was a little bit old for those, I think.
0: Yeah. This was. uh, Yeah, I'm a few few years younger than you. Yeah. I'm not afraid to say it. Five years younger than me. I don't know. I'm 39. So.
1: Oh, that's right. So four years. Four Four years. years.
0: Young enough to watch Eureka's Castle.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I remember that one. See, we didn't get Nickelodeon right away. We. Actually, uh, I don't remember. We got cable in town in '82, and I don't remember when Nickelodeon came. I remember you can't do that on television. See, that was yeah. <laughs> um, I remember. I have my own
0: secret weird weirdness with Alanis Morissette. Who got to start on? You can't do that on television. Yeah, like, like, like for whatever like, reason, it...
1: like my Alyssa Milano
0: obsession that I have. No, no, on. opposite. I could stand Alanis Morissette in the night. What? And I will fully, and I will admit this all day long. It was ir- irrational hatred could not point my finger i think it was one of those stupid hipster things where like since everybody loved her i was gonna hate her like I, um, it was completely irrational and dumb okay but right. literally not even lying to you my best friend just texted me about this like two days ago but i don't remember why i came up in conversation he's like yeah didn't you hate a last four set i was like yes and i still can't <laughs> get over that i still kind of hate a last four set yeah for no good reason well uh maybe because you see. didn't know the definition of ironic that's probably it isn't it ironic? No. <laughs> Every Isn't example you're about to give me. There yeah. you go. Isn't yeah. it unfortunate? Yes. Isn't it a coincidence? Yes. Ironic? No, it's not. Um, Ren
1: and Stimpy. Good stuff. Yeah, that was on Nickelodeon. No, Peeves of no, They were on MTV, yeah. And oh, yeah. again, I didn't have MTV until 93 when I I was yeah. in the service. Jeez. There's no way Beavis of would have
0: been on Nickelodeon. What am I thinking?
1: <laughs> um, God, I'm just like, I like to just troll youtube just throw down the net and find what i can mm. and like i said today i came up
0: with back to the future the animated series bothers me i didn't know it there's got to be something out there that was big yeah. for somebody that i never heard of i'll keep looking. like there's got to be something that somebody was like i lived and breathed that show and i'd be like i have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about <laughs> yeah now we can't be friends i'm sorry hmm we don't like all the same tv shows there's no way we can be friends <laughs> all right well do you want to do a little trivia you got something else going on i got trivia I got, got, I got some trivia, some trivia. apropos trivia. As That's it right.
1: Yeah, it was. it's a throwback.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's topical. I got it on my iPad. <laughs>
1: oh, shit. I'm doing mine by memory, so I'm probably going to fuck it up.
0: Well, I, my memory's not as good. So I came across, th- I guess I'm going first, right? So I kind sure. of took, took the reins here. Uh, I came across this the other day, the top 20 most uh, best-selling albums of all time. Okay. Which just maybe it's a hint, maybe it's not gives me hope for humanity. It really does. So I was wondering if you could name out of the top 10, let's say three of the top 20 highest grossing albums. And I'll give you like a little taste. Like number 21. Okay, this was the top 20 apparently. Top, top 30 or something. Because anyways, number 21 is Metallica. Like the black album, like the Metallica album. Yep, yep. Okay. Number 11 is Appetite for Destruction.
1: Okay. So this is the top 20 20- Albums based on record sales. Based on record Ever. sales, yeah. So, Ever? like,
0: Appetite for the Destruction sold sold 18 million units. Okay, so based on record sales. And you want me to get three
1: of the top 20?
0: If you can get three of the top 10, see, I making oh, it three hard. Of the Top 10. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna just out the gate. I'm gonna say Michael Jackson Thriller.
0: Okay, fine. Can you say which one it would be? Bonus, bonus points.
1: I'm gonna say that's the third. It's number one. Oh okay so this is like family 32, food. Million. 32 million okay i was gonna say that probably a beatles album like the white album would beat it but um white album is number 10 ah. so i gotta just i gotta get one more you gotta
0: get one more and you'll have succeeded <sighs> white okay. album 19 million okay all right all right all right um now some of these other ones are gonna be kind of hard i'm not gonna lie but
1: well j- let me just spitball here I'm not giving okay. I'm, I'm not giving you my, <laughs> okay. I'm not giving you my sh- official answer just yet but let me just spitball right now in my head swimming around is Whitney Houston mm-hmm. I'm gonna say there's probably a Whitney Houston album there uh in the top ten all time can count out oh God so many good bands like I doubt there's a journey album there um
0: I believe journey was in the top twenty though yeah. It's-
1: I want to say for as popular as they are, there's probably not a Rolling Stones album there.
0: No Rolling Stones in the top 10.
1: Um, hmm, there's not going to be uh, Celine Dion. <laughs>
0: uh, no, but there's one that surprised me that's in that same vein a little bit. It's not like really, the, but kind of.
1: Like the Titanic soundtrack?
0: Well, like no, no. I mean, like female pop, I guess. you would. Solo female pop. And like I said, this surprised the hell out of me.
1: Britney Spears, oops, I did it again.
0: <laughs> no, not that. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise the hell out of me. Not
1: that ridiculous? No. Uh, Just keep coming back to Whitney Houston. I want to say that she sold so many albums.
0: Sadly enough, I don't. I did not save, because I kind of screenshotted this, I did not save what this is based on. So maybe this is like completely a farce, but it's a list. No, it's sounds I right. Like,
1: I, I, would, I think Michael Jackson Thriller has made yeah. the most money. Like, I don't know if it takes into account inflation or anything like that, but...
0: This is like how many units sold, not how much money. Oh, okay. All right. All so, right. like, how many people bought this album?
1: Okay, I don't have an answer. Uh, give me a second. So, I have Michael Jackson. I have the Beatles.
0: You, could, I could say this. Think solid classic rock. Like seriously, I was, I was surprised at oh, how many. Oh, uh,
1: Elvis Presley.
0: He's not got a classic. Nah, he Elvis Presley's not in the top ten. Not in the top ten. I that shocks me. I think the only explanation I could have for that is that the diehard Presley fans bought their albums in a period where the population wasn't as big. So by the time you got into the 70s, 80s, 90s, there's more just more people buying albums. Kiss. No. But that's the same era as some of these. Creedence, Clearwater River. Uh, no. Yeah. And that's not really similar to anything else. (laughs) in Here it is.
1: (laughs) No, I'm just, um, I'm, wow. I don't know. Um... Aerosmith.
0: Oh God, you're, that's very much in the same genre of a couple of these.
1: Yeah, Boston, Journey. Wait, uh, didn't I say Journey wouldn't be in the top ten? Yeah, Journey's in the top twenty, but the top ten.
0: Uh, who is in the same handful when you mention Aerosmith? Usually, like,
1: I'm drawing a blank. Like I've I've reached my capacity.
0: All right, well I'll I'll go through. I'll go through and see if I'll narrow the field and see if you can start naming. So ten was Beatles' White Album, beating that, which is amazing to me. Number nine. Shania Twain. Oh, yeah. Come on I over that.
1: Yeah, I believe that. I
0: don't, That that killed me. Number eight, Fleetwood Mac Rumors. Oh, yes. Kind of, they, she, they tied with Shania Twain, so they could be eight and nine interchangeable. Number seven, Garth Brooks Double Live. Yep, I believe that wholeheartedly. I uh, guess. Now, see, this is where my spirit starts picking up. Number six, ACDC Back in Black. All
1: right. And that was the one you were talking about as close to Aerosmith?
0: That one, and Pink Floyd's The Wall.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: at number five and then led zeppelin's led zeppelin four at number four so you had three solid classic rock yeah albums right and there. when you when
1: you say those other ones gear yeah they make perfect sense especially and the it, wall like
0: i would have gone to the wall first yeah i think personally
1: and i have no doubt that garth brooks is sold i'm i'm actually surprised he isn't higher he's he is like one of the most sought after artists to see live and
0: oh yeah well so. some like I, as much as i love him the Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, I'm su- or even ACDC, I'm surprised they're in the top 10. I were, I Seriously, I would have thought some bullshit like Backstreet Boys or Britney Spears would have been in there just because. Yeah. Well, I'm shocked but
1: Whitney Houston's not.
0: That that would surprise me too. Number three is Billy Joel, Greatest Hits, Volume 1 and Volume 2. I don't know. It's kind of cheating, I guess. Number two is The Eagles, Greatest Hits, yeah. 71 to 75. And then number one's Thriller. So you got two of them. You got Boom Boom. You got the bookends for that. But like I said, this made me feel better because a lot of these are really good goddamn albums and the fact that they're outselling stuff like, you know, Backstreet Boys or freaking Brad Paisley or some bullshit like that, Brooks, whatever. But Mike, trivia question is nowhere near in depth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, hit me.
1: Total superficial, you'll probably, I don't know. I don't want to put any pressure on you. Uh, There is one number, one number, when spelled... The letters that you spell with are in alphabetical order.
0: Okay. One number.
1: What number is it?
0: Uh, uh, no. <laughs> I'm going to go through all the numbers. Let's see. One. No. Two. No. Three, no. 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 Six. No. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> S does not become 4i. Uh, this is probably like, like 5,430. No, it's bullshit.
1: not. But if you sit here and count. It's it going to take a while. We'll be here for a minute. Uh, or less.
0: Eight. No. Uh, no. Okay, I'm gonna to have to sit there and count, so it's gonna be tedious. What do you got? What do you got? What I'll, is it?
1: Let me. It is uh, if you count by tens, you'll get it.
0: Oh, okay, no, it's <laughs> not helping me. <laughs> it's not twenty. No, thirty. No, forty. No, fifty. Yes, forty. F O U. No, nope, F O R T Y. Oh God, you're right because I'm thinking four. Thinking of four F O U R. Yeah. Yeah, that's I'm visualizing that. Yeah. Goddamn forty. Now I have another reason to hate forty. Jesus! Uh, Next I, year when I turn forty, I'm going to be like, you know what? I was cool with it until Tom made this trivia question <laughs> that I fucked up on. That made me look stupid.
1: Glad I could fuck up forty for you.
0: God damn it! I teach. I'm a teacher, and I couldn't spell forty right. <laughs> I, was, I was literally going to spell forty f o u r t y.
1: I should have. I should have left it at that.
0: <laughs> God. Like, nope. I'm not going to tell you the answer just because you don't deserve the answer. You should. You should have. You should have left me flapping in the wind. Hmm. Like I do at the beach. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> uh, anything else going on?
0: Not much. I, I'm rocking my uh, noise cancellation earphones. Oh, yeah. So the reason I bought those was I'm playing a new video game called, um, and the whole shtick is that it's supposed to be, it was made by people that consulted with mental health experts to try to recreate what it's like to have like schizophrenia.
1: Oh, Jesus. So-
0: So you play as a character, this Celtic girl that's going up into Scandinavian country to do something. I haven't played that much, but you're constantly hearing voices and kind of seeing like hallucinations. But they say if you play with headphones, like I'm hearing like this one voice telling me to go this way. But no, don't go that way. You're going to die. And then another voice saying, why are you doing that? You should do this. And another voice laughing at you. And it's just bouncing around between your ears and whispering from one corner to another. It's kind of creepy and weird. Not going to lie. Yeah. You you're playing
1: with the lights on though, right?
0: Ah uh, yeah, just cuz I can't see the keyboard that well. Nice. Oh. <laughs> but uh it's not I mean it's not a horror movie or a horror game per se anyways, but it's supposed to recreate what it's like to be like mentally ill. And it's kind of it's kind of weird. I'm not that far into it, but it's kind of like what the fuck is happening here? Hmm. So it's uh it's, it's an interesting experiment. It's, it's unique and innovative, I'll give it that.
1: Yeah, I uh I haven't been able to play any video games in the last two weeks, almost two three weeks. weeks. Yeah, oh, I've yeah. been I've been playing that Legend of Zelda, yeah, Out of yeah. the Wild since March. That's pretty much the only thing
0: <laughs> I've played since March. Uh, and... you poor people with lives and you know responsibilities. Uh, and... yeah. so I don't even know hard. what that must be like.
1: Well, anyway, terrible. I feel very nostalgic. I suffer from nostalgia. I think that's
0: almost a disease. Nostalgia sickness. Hey, well, one thing we didn't get to, and I, I did want to touch on, and maybe it's stepping on some toes here, but there is we're we living in the time of the culmination of nostalgia, I feel like, in that the last Star Wars movie, well, the second to last Star Wars movie, the... Force Awakens purely owes its success. And I, I will say this all day long. I'm sorry. Purely owes its success to nostalgia. Yeah. Well, 100%. I,
1: I think if you were to really peel back the layers on that, there's this Hollywood doctrine of when Group A reaches this age, they'll be ripe for the picking. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that... they I really became aware of that when the, the first Transformers movie came out and the first trailer for transformers came out and it showed optimus prime like walking out of a pool and it was holding a my little pony mm-hmm. or something uh, you know what i mean and it was it was like so in your face like it, they made the sound that the transformers make you know what i mean it, all I got that the stuff.
0: original guy to do optimus prime yeah. optimus prime to come and, back
1: And I was like, they really want me to spend money to see this movie. And then I was like, yeah, Transformers, My Little Pony, like all these 80s references, like they are capitalizing on me reminiscing on my childhood. That's exactly what this is. And that's that may have contributed to the fact that I didn't like it that much, but I wanted it to be like an 80s style where they definitely didn't do that but you know that's that's what Hollywood does this group is now old enough to spend their money on us so let's do it
0: so what do you think in another 15-20 years is going to be getting the reboot the remake like that's around today or maybe like 5-10 years ago
1: well there'll definitely be a Matrix reboot that it'll that will be well
0: I, yeah but that becoming stupid. coming am I'm, I'm talking the stuff that's new now or not that old stuff that's kids Today's kids will be seeing in 15 years going or 20 years going. I remember that when I was, you know, 10 years old, loving that movie. Another rebooting it. Well, you and my age are gonna be like, I didn't give a flying fuck the first time it was out, I don't give a flying fuck this time either. I don't think you're gonna
1: see much out of Pixar. I think Pixar is kind of on a course where they're they might not be blasting it out there, but they know what they're gonna be doing 15 years from now.
0: All right, I'm not even necessarily talking cartoons either, just like anything.
1: Well i mean i I think that's what kids latch on to I mean yeah. it it might not necessarily be cartoons, but i can't I can't figure out what that is. My kids right now they they like like my seven year old is obsessed with these TV shows that have toy tie-ins back when I was a kid, they put out a toy like a toy, a breakfast cereal, and a cartoon mm-hmm. who who knows which came first Chicken or the egg I don't know. Like, but Mr. T from the A-Team had (laughs) a cartoon, he had a breakfast cereal, he had a TV show, you know, he had action figures that you could buy. Um, Star Wars was very successful because they put out a a line of toys that were very representative of the movie. You know, they were high quality toys that really matched. And that was the first, I want to say that was the first time, I'm sure it happened before that, but that was the first time that it was truly capitalized on that they made a movie and then they put out a toy. And so now like it's almost flipping where they have um, a toy line that they make cartoons out of. Mm -hmm. Um, They have two sets that my daughter really likes. One is the monster high and the other one is uh, something else. I can't remember, but it's along the same lines It's Barbies. It's, it's just toy dolls, but, Part of the whole Hollywood doctrine of, oh, well, they're old enough. Let's get these people to buy this stuff again. I'm buying my kids, my little ponies and Care Bears and shit like that. So like my kid my kids have Cabbage Patch kids. My kids really? have Care Bears. Yeah. My I, kids have my little
0: Cabbage ponies. Still around.
1: Yeah. And it's almost like, okay, this group of people is old enough to have kids now. Let's reintroduce these things that they loved when they were a kid. You can get them to shell out the money. Hmm. So to be honest, 15 years from now, it's probably going to be My Little Pony. It's probably going to be right. Cabbage Patch Kids. It's going to be those types of things. The cartoons that they're watching right now, they're all like Doc McStuffins, uh, um, Blaze and the Monster Machines and stuff. You know, uh, no, I don't. <laughs> Not at all. No, but I mean, you know what I'm talking about. That they they crank out these cartoons that get kids interested, and then you have to go to the store and you have to buy the toys for the TV show and stuff. Right. I mean, it's it's all the same shtick. So, well, will there be a PJ Masks movie that they want to go see in 15 years? I doubt it. I mean, this the the cartoons they're watching right now are. I don't know what my parents were saying about the cartoons I watched when I was a kid, but the, the, the accessibility is completely different. The experience is completely different. Like, I went through a week of school playing with my toys at, when I got home at night, and then on Saturday morning, I could watch my cartoons. And when car- Saturday morning cartoons were over, that was it. I was done with cartoons. I went outside. Right. I did something else. I My kids have all their shows DVR'd, and they watch them whenever they want. And I'm not, like, my wife is pretty strict about what they watch most of the time but if it was up to me like i oversaturate my kids that's i don't know i don't know how popular a decision that's going to be later in life when their you know brains turn to mush but mm. i've i've put my kids through intensive television training <laughs> <laughs> where they watch to a degree of you know they watch cartoons like disney movies pixar movies you know dreamworks movies and all these shows that are on nickelodeon stuff like that they watch them whenever they want. I th- sometimes I have the TV on in their wat, and I have a show on in the background, and they're not even paying attention to it. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I oversaturate them with these cartoons. The positive to that is I can walk in the room and I can hit the power and shut the TV off, and they don't give a shit. Hmm. They don't care. Same goes with the tablets. I I let my kids have tablets pretty much whenever they want. There's really. Like the stuff that's on them is highly regulated, but screen time is not regulated by me. You know, my wife has a different right. viewpoint, but I can walk into the room and I can pluck that tablet out of my kids' hands and they don't care because they know that it it's going to be there for the next time they want to use yeah. it. And you're not
0: depriving them for any really, at the time. Yeah.
1: Right. It, like if I want my kids to pay attention to me for a second, I walk in the room and I shut the TV off and they could not care less. Hmm. They, they were just like, okay, TV's off, whatever. Let, what, okay, dad, what do you want? You know, so you know, it's
0: yeah, because yeah, when we we're kids, if parents came and shut the TV off, you were screwed, you are missing, yeah. Oh, yes, however long the TV was off, that's what you were missing, yes. Whereas you shut the TV off, your kids are like, okay, we'll just pick up exactly where we left off, yes. I'm not missing anything, yes. And if I want to rewatch that show completely in another 20 minutes, I can if I want to, right? But
1: that's what I've bought from my kids. By letting them watch as much TV as they want, that's that's what I've purchased: is yeah. the ability to take it away whenever I want without any complaints. Huh. So,
0: yeah, interesting, different dynamic.
1: Yeah, the, that and just for the fact that I'm lazy, <laughs> <And they laughs> say, I want to watch this. Okay, turn it on. But that's the way I was, you know. That's if you're not going to
0: bug me. You go right ahead. Yeah,
1: I mean, and that's what my parents did. They. They didn't highly regulate me, and I didn't turn out to be that crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, my parents, we had a certain amount of TV watching time. You know, I'd come back to school, we could watch cartoons until supper, but then it was my parents, and the, then it was, you know, my parents got the TV, it was their time to watch TV. Yeah. They watched whatever primetime stuff they wanted to watch, but we had video games, so that was fine. Yeah. like Once my parents started watching TV, we started playing Nintendo. Yeah. So, yeah. And... Looking back at it, that, that's I'm not I'm not faulting my parents at all, but I wish I would have had. I mean, youth wasted on the young. I wish, I wish I would have put down the goddamn controller and taken up, you know, learn how to play guitar or learn how to fucking fix a car or something. You know, <laughs> something, crack, something I could have walked away with instead of. Hey, that one time I beat Metroid. Yeah, that was great.
1: Oh, but that memory. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about is I suffer from a disease called nostalgia. Oh, yeah. yeah, because I wouldn't trade that for anything. I love I I hold it in the highest esteem. I it's a badge of honor when well, I
0: here here's the thought experiment for you. Everybody has this moment where they think, Okay, if I could relive my life, what would I do? So if you could take your adult consciousness, all your memories, and beam it into your I don't know, let's say thirteen year old self or twelve year old self, would you take the opportunity to sit down and watch all the same TV shows you watched just to get that thrill again. You know what? Play the same video games you played. Having, having had a lifetime's worth of memories already doing that, would you redo it again? Yeah, probably. See, I am the opposite. If I could take my consciousness right here, right now and beam it into my 13-year-old self, you know, wake up and realize, oh my God, it is, you know, July 1st, 1991. I'd be like, holy shit. This is it. This is where I could turn it. Ar- this is where I'm going to learn how to play guitar. I'm going to fucking take some martial arts classes. I'm going to go down <laughs> to the basement, list some weights, and be a badass. Like I, I, I would, I would watch my brother playing the same old games I played a hundred times. Like he'd be like, "Hey, you want to, you know see if you can beat my score, in Mario?" I'd be like, "No, fuck that."
1: Okay, Uncle Rico, you gotta uh, go throw
0: that football. I would, right? I would, be, I would <laughs> be that sports star. I would t- like I would grab that crystal. <laughs> fucking yeah. <laughs> um. <clears throat> But yeah, I mean that's what sure. I would. I would like. I would. I would be that guy. Like nostalgia only takes me so far that I would not want to relive it 100. percent having already lived it, I can look back on it fondly, but I can recognize that there was better ways to use my time. Yeah, and I would. If given the chance, I would redo it like so much.
1: There's probably less that I would do since I had already ex- experienced it. But if you could tell me right now, I could go back into my 12 year old body and sit in a movie theater and watch Back to the Future again for the first time. Fucking right, I'm doing it.
0: So, yes, exactly. That's a one-off. True. Day in, day out, watching the same TV shows, playing the same games. No, like, yeah, I would go back to the theater and be like, oh, this is, I I forgot what it was like to watch Goonies in the theater. You know, what it was like to watch. Oh, that, my homework that I I did today. Man, we we did trivia way too early. Holy crap. Oh, man, that's all right. So, the nostalgia button that everybody likes to tickle. At least in our circle, was uh, like kind of two things was like a Stranger Things, the T V show. Yep. Hit all that nostalgia like and I love that T V show. But that was purely based on remember all the stuff from the 80s that you loved? we're gonna throw it all together in one big thing. Yep. But it worked. But the other one, Super Eight. Oh, did you go back and watch Super Eight? I rewatched Super Eight today. Man. Still not doing it for you. Still me. didn't do it for you. Yeah. I there was parts of it that I recognized, like it was kind of the the banter between the group of friends was pretty cool like it reminds you of your like they did that right it reminds you of your group of fans how you could just rag on each other and it's still it's yeah. still cool and all that stuff but i'm just sitting there and i did not it did not trigger anything nostalgic in my mind yeah and i know that's exactly what steven spielberg and jj Abrams were trying to do mm-hmm. and i feel like all they did was do that for themselves and that narrow band of people that did use super 8 to make their own yeah you know fake you know Kitty movies and I'm, I'm like i just don't I'm like for me it's a mediocre alien movie with some kids that are kind of reminds me of me and my friends when i was a kid and that's about yeah, it i can see that it, like for everybody that puts that up in the same breath as stranger things i don't i i can't even put my finger on it stranger things did it right whereas super eight did not in my book
1: i can see that <clears throat> one of the things that i can i can tell you why or or at least one of the things is in Stranger Things, they acted like kids.
0: Yeah. In, in Super Eight,
1: it was kids acting like adults.
0: Yeah, it really was. Like, they were a little, uh, at least most of them were a little too sophisticated in their yeah. sensibilities. Exactly. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. In, in... Stranger, Stranger Things, it was like literally what would happen if the kids were thrust into a fucked up situation. Right. Like, if somebody
1: that. hurts themselves, they're putting leaves and dirt on it, you know? Yeah. yeah. If somebody like wrecks their bike or something, you know, they're what rubbing it down with maple leaves like oh i don't know maybe this will work
0: yeah well <laughs> yeah i mean super eight had okay we need to get this train so we're gonna talk this fairly elaborate plan to pot off my sister on this one guy so he can drive us so we can get to this place and we're gonna you know uh, it's just no kid at uh, 12 year old or whatever age they're supposed to be i can't i'm, I'm horrible at judging ages of kids. I don't know. I'm just terrible at it. You're <laughs> I swear officer. to God, she I'm, looked 30 to me. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not good you at can't it. Yeah, tell man. me she's 15. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, seriously, I'm terrible at it. I feel like a creepy old fool, anyways. Uh.
1: Well, I'm glad you went back and at least gave it another try. I, I did.
0: And I I, I did appreciate it a little more than I did the first time, but not enough to make me salvage. I'm not going to like reverse myself on
1: it. Yeah. It was definitely a jerk-off session for J.J. Abrams.
0: Yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah. So, yes. Oh, my example of what I think is going to be remade that kids these days, or young people these days, were going to go yep. gaga. And you've already seen it once, is uh, well, Power Rangers. Oh, yeah. When Power Rangers was big, I was a little too old to appreciate it. I, I did, I kind of, I remember Cinder. like, watching this, like, what's this about? Okay, it's a really cheesy knockoff of all these old martial arts movies from the 70s. Yep. Gotcha. It's Voltron meets you know, Kung Fu with some really goofy puppets and crap like that in there. All right. Didn't do much for me. And now they've remade it. So we've hit that point already. where in my age, something that was too young for me has already been remade. But I think in the future, shit like, um, uh, well, I think the pride will remake like an anchor man or spy kids. That's like a good example. Yep. Like they're going to remake spy kids and a bunch of 25 to 30 year olds are going to go fucking ape shit about it. <laughs> yeah. Seriously.
1: Yep. Uh, I see it, and that's just that's the way that's the way they do shit. That's the way they make money is by making the things that are old new again. But but that's what's it.
0: coming. That's like for you for guys like you and me. That's what's coming is the remakes of stuff that we didn't give a shit about the first time around. Yep, and that's gonna be a weird weird feeling. And That's I don't know. I'm not looking forward to that point. Like I said, Power Rangers it, is close. It's borderline, but yeah.
1: <laughs> and that's because you're almost forty.
0: Goddamn fucking forty. <laughs> F O U R T Y 40.
1: All right. Well, if you don't have anything else, you should probably wrap this up.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I'm uh, Mr. 4T Bob Scully. 4T. Okay. Like Mister T, but with a four. See, see what I did there. Well, I pity the fool that doesn't know how to spell four. And this
1: is uh, jerk off session, Abrams. Jerking off, jerking off, and
0: signing off. (laughs) (laughs) Dipping in that Monday milk, and we're not going to ask where that milk came from. No, (laughs) better not. Mm. All right, see you later. Goodbye. Bye.